Oh, Yo, what up, what up, what up? It's your boy Jumpman Jones. And this one right here is off the Tribe album from Boss featuring J. Cole. It's called Tribe. Mm, all right. Let's get into it. DJ Envy, DJ Envy. This one's for you. Ah, this is funny. This one's for you. La 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 la. Hey. I think I made it. This is in honor of all black festivals going on in North Carolina this weekend. I think I made it. Black Mecca, shout out to you. I think I made it because I'm always smiling and you're the reason now. Girl, I can't explain it. It's all in the time and I had to get low, I had to get low, I had to get back I had to report, I had to get facts, cause you were just that, you that Girl, you share your truths with me, and I find them true, amused, you in the booth with me Can't spend no time on a nickel and diamond, I got me a girl, she don't want no diamonds A daily reminder to holler at God have you seen the video of this? Like, where did you find it? Hell Good no. Good luck my nigga. Everything around me, I took it. Did it with only the niggas I knew. And a few niggas I thought I knew better. Let go my bitches, I always do better. But you're more top echelon. My next probably be a step back. With Cleveland the Browns, like, they first like, win. Makes me the best actor. Yeah, pretty young. Yeah. I hope they don't fuck it up for themselves. Nigga, I'm just happy for uh, so so my points. <laughs> my niggas want life's good things. They still dreaming. And you deserve them too. I'ma do it just so it happens. I, I think, think I made, made it. it. Hey. Hey, I, I think, think I, I made it, it Cause I'm always smiling And you are the reason now Girl, I can't explain it Hey, hey, hey It's all in the hey. time And I had to get low I, I had, had to get, get low. low I had to get back Hey I had to report I had to get facts Cause you were just that You Do that. that You share your truths with me And I find them true Have we listened to this before? Nah uh, La, 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 la I heard this shit somewhere La, 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 la this one's for you Episode 20 is for y'all It's your boy Jumpman Jones I'm coming to you live in this side Episode 20 We are recording this episode on a Thursday night So if we miss anything from Friday to Saturday We'll probably report on the next week Kicking with me late night tonight is my partner in crime What's up man? Yo what's up man? It's your boy Jukebox man I'm full off that Vapiano's tonight <laughs> You know what it is And three sangria So I'm sleepy Well let's oh, do it Oh man <laughs> So how's your week going so far man? Talk to me Pretty good you know The week definitely had its ups and downs But um, I officially made it out man I start my new position uh, next week um, sure. Yep. And you know, we'll see where it take me. Far, baby, far. True. Far. Only way to go is up. That's how we rocking. Um, yeah, we bring survived the hurricane. Yeah, we definitely survived yep. the hurricane, man. Nigga, Florence is gone. She out of here. That motherfucking rainstorm. It rained a whole lot, people. Hell yeah! And I was just praying my fucking cable was working for the uh, damn football games on Sunday. It, the, the wind was mad light. This shit wasn't like hella yeah. gusty. It was like some people power went out. South Charlotte, they power was out. South Charlotte always gets the worst of shit though. Mm. Like South Charlotte always gets the worst of shit, and South Charlotte old as fuck. True. Everything is above ground out there because the shit is old out there until you get like way out in Ballantyne. That's when shit is like newer property. True. 
But um, listen, we got a lot to cover tonight. We got a lot to get into, and I mean, we got time, but damn, it is eleven twenty. So we're gonna give you what we got. Um, first of all, this week, want to give a shout out to the creators of. Sesame Street, Bert and Ernie have came out. They got the closet, B. Yeah, that's what's up, man. They've been in the closet for years. Most of us already knew. Yeah, we all figured that. Cause like, come on, man. Bert or Ernie ain't never brought no women to the crib, no Yo, women puppets. I didn't realize they were sleeping in the same bed together. I, I didn't know that. They were? I think they slept either in the same bed or next to each other. Don't quote me on that. Mm. I can't remember because it's been so long. But yeah, Twitter reacted and they... They was basically Everybody's like, like duh Duh Yeah But if they would've came If they would've Wanted to shock the world They would've been like Bert was the top Ernie was the bottom <laughs> They're like Oh we thought it was The other way around Yeah, yeah. Gay niggas Something to talk about <laughs> Yeah Niggas like duh But I'm happy for Bert and Ernie Man they coming out With that murder mysteries The Muffin murder mystery movie So now they out They can be free They can discuss this shit True Hold Bro. up You talking about that shit That uh, just came out uh, did it did it drop yet? Did it drop? Yeah, yeah, that shit dropped. Are they in it? <laughs> nah, it's like just, it's similar Muppets like that, but not them. Okay, not the, okay. Not the name ones. Well, next time they drop something, man, they, they ain't got a high. They should they do a rated rainbow color shit and everything. A rated R Muppet Moonlight. Oh hell no, nigga. <laughs> oh, don't rated all my Muppets. <laughs> shit, they damn they damn near rated R already. Shit. Yeah. Fuck. Um. Oh, Big Bird be a crack fiend and shit. Nah, that would be the grouch. The grouch would be <laughs> oh, on yeah. opioids. Uh huh. Let me get five dollars, man. <laughs> no, I can't give you five dollars, grouch. I gave it to you last week. All right, fuck you. Suck my dick. <laughs> cookie Monster would be an addict, too. Uh huh. Cookie, 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 cookie. I got hurt. Y'all got them chips. <laughs> nah, man. We all got them chips, bro. You had them last week. <laughs> oh man Also man They dropped the Captain Marvel Movie this week Fire Movie trailer If you haven't seen fire. the trailer Google it Fire <laughs> Find I it I ain't gonna compare with fire But hey Wonder Woman That shit That shit ain't worth it I said the same thing man. I, I said we about to get, I said we about to get Wonder Woman up out of here But the only thing About that is why we, we always pit women against each other like Kenny yeah yeah too. we do like, it's well, like it can only be one good woman yeah, superhero yeah. like only one good woman is allowed to, to be great at some shit nah wonder what well, wonder woman versus captain marvel I, I figure wonder woman will bust her ass in a fight i don't know man we gotta see how real they make captain marvel because captain marvel alien bruh i mean from what i'm reading the original captain marvel is a man who passes powers on to her who was a human and send her ass in the outer space. Yeah. That's why she remembers like having a life. Yeah, so we don't know. I mean, that sounds like from the trailer, it looks like that's the storyline they're gonna go with. But they might t- turn it up a little bit, change it up a little bit. We are gonna see. I'm real interested, man. I'm very interested. Samuel Jackson got a hairline in the trailer, nigga. Yo, somebody said, like Count Dracula. Somebody on Twitter said that they have improved the youth technology they use to make actors look younger yeah i'm like nigga black don't crack that is true just throw a little <laughs> bit of foundation on no, no, we, we look good. about 20 years, years younger. younger man shit we already walk around niggas be like yo bro you you 28 like no nigga yeah i am 40 that's true man that's true <laughs> what the fuck have you it's not seen our age. jada pinkett smith i seen jada pinkett angela bassett Living test like two off top of the dome right now. Don't forget about my nigga Lorenz Tate. Lorenz Tate living testing. These motherfuckers was in their forties and forties. Yeah, shit. Angela Bassett. I think Angela Bassett Bassett is fifty sixties almost. Yeah, we gonna have to check that fact checker. Cicely Tyson just started looking old. (laughs) 
Oh, and it's a pick. That's it. Yo, we got the Jets game on tonight, and the Browns will get their first win since... 2016? Yeah. Maybe 2015? Who knows? I think 2016. I think they won one game that year. You tell Colin Cowherd that you can always count on a pick from Sam Darnold. <laughs> anyway, we're going to hop in the headline news, and we're going to head over to my nigga Jukebox Johnny for the Emmys recap. The Emmys was this week, man. You watched yeah, it. Man. How was it? I watched it. I got in about 30 minutes late, but I got in on it. They were still doing the comedy. Uh, so I got to see if Atlanta was going to win anything or Donald Glover was going to win anything, Issa Rae, if they were going to win anything, and they didn't. Oh, motherfucker. I think, uh, what's her name won for a show that's not even on air? Who? Um, Regina, Regina King. Yeah, that's it right there. Yeah, she won in the drama section, I think, for a best uh, series. My man from This Is Us didn't win shit? No, he didn't win this year. Oh man. Everything on the comedy side went to the Marvelous Miss Maisel. It's like a Amazon show. Did I call that? I, I think we, I called I mean, it. We said it I think we, we like, called another she, show. They, they are nominated for a lot of shit. We said maybe Miss Maisel, but I think we called... Um, oh, I think we said um, Larry David show. and... Um, what is Larry David's show? What was the name of the other white show? Yeah, that's it. That other white show? That's the name of the show? <laughs> nah, that's not it, but it's Larry David's show. Is it like pardon your enthusiasm or some shit? Pardon my uh, pardon the interruption. I'm just no, nah, I'm just throwing coming, bullshit out coming. there. Oh yeah, you're right. Curb your enthusiasm. Curb your enthusiasm. I knew it was something around there. Yeah, so we thought, yeah, we did choose that, but nah, man, uh, that that marvelous Mavis, I think they won eight major Emmys that night. So I guess this is something we need to go watch. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna give it a shot. I got my uh, Xbox back working. I had Amazon on my Xbox, so I watched that shit. I, I let you go ahead and do your thing, man. You and I'm into it because I like time. I like time period pieces like that. I think this takes place in the '60s. Ah, so I like shit like that. I was a big fan of Mad Men. That was one of my favorite shows. Oh, so niggas was shucking and jiving. Yeah, pretty much. If we see a black person on there, they probably uh, hey, man, hop or maid. Can I get your bag, sir? <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, and then um, on the drama side, it was a little bit my more diverse on the winning, um, the winning things. Game of Thrones probably was top it's on the drama show, side. From what I hear, it's a good yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, I haven't really watched Game of Thrones. I want to get into it, but I don't know. I just have a problem with their language on there. I don't like that. Uh, some people say it's not uh, old English, but to me, it sounds like old English. Shit, I, I mean, shit. I, I know some, uh, some, some friends of friends of mine. They have a watch party for it when it comes on. So I mean, I, I guess it's interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I hear it's hot. It's the hot <laughs> shit in the street for nerds. I'm a nerd, so yeah, it's definitely yeah. one of those. It's got a cult following. Yeah, it does. Probably one of the largest cult followings besides like Star Trek and Star Wars. It probably is the new Star Trek or Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, look at it four or five years. Well, once it goes, because next season's the last season, so once it goes off and it's kind of going to become like a legendary status, Yeah, uh, I think that's when it might start to get its own religion, <laughs> like Star Wars and Star Trek. <laughs> Not uh, religion. But one cool point from the Emmys, uh, some people liked it, some people didn't, was the uh, the uh, replication uh, Emmys. The from, uh, Michael, yeah, reparation Emmys. Uh, Michael Che basically went out to uh, old black actors from TV shows and gave them their Emmy that they deserved. Uh, I mean, I thought it was funny. I mean, I, I get it, but I'll touch on it later in the form because I thought that was, I thought it was, I, I didn't think it was needed, but I'll touch on that later inside the form. Anywho, Cat Williams was on the radio this week. 
Every time Cat Williams in the spotlight, it's always some shit. Everybody favorite drug addict. Is he on drugs or is it just weed? Is it crack? Mm, Why he sweat I like think that? I on that sherm or at least. At least? Nigga hyping the blunt or something. Yeah, with something, man. Yeah. Nigga sweating like a Hell motherfucker. Yeah. Like he stole something. Like, nigga. Uh, yeah, nigga lacing a blunt with some icy hot or something. <laughs> that nigga getting fucked up. <laughs> but, um, so basically in the interview that Cat Williams did, I think it was on Atlanta radio station, V103. Was it we? I think it was V103. Yeah. I can't be certain right now, and I don't feel like pulling up the information. But anyway, y'all, if y'all ain't seen it, go look it up. Uh, Cat Williams interview. You can Google that shit. Um, but basically, uh, the, the the guest host he was roasting her. I, what was her name? I was just looking at that shit. I do need, at least need her name. Come through, come through, girl. You know we got shit to do, girl. You know we got shit. Wanda Smith. Yep. So it, I guess. Why I, they Wanda Smith started coming at him a little bit, and you know you can't come at a comedian if you ain't well equipped. So he yeah. he kind of he kind of put the palms on her, and her guest, her 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 co co host also just let it go down. So apparently later on that night, I think uh, the co host of somebody had a show. Cat Williams rolled up to the show, and her husband rolls up on this man with a gun. Yep. What was the two stories again? So Cat Williams said that the husband he said something about to. Uh, to Wanda saying, um, I told you if you fuck with me, I'm gonna make you go viral. <laughs> uh, so uh, the husband proceeded to not like that and proceeded to pull a gun out at Cat. Uh, but the husband is saying he did have his gun on him, but when he reached for it, it fell to the floor. He never pointed it at Cat Williams. So he did admit that he planned on pointing a gun at him, but he didn't actually get it out his out of his holster to point it at Cat. So those were the two stories. Cat um, decided not to press charges, but I don't know. I mean, it felt like the nigga probably did. I mean, by you saying that you wasn't going to point a gun, you still kind of wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but the interview, I, I didn't, the interview got light with itself because he came at Tiffany Haddish. That's everybody's favorite right now. Yeah. I was listening to the interview before we started the show, man. I don't feel like he said anything that was untrue. I think Gerard Carmichael is funny. You know what I'm saying? I don't think... I think we live in a time where it's easier to go through the ranks. I've started to look into careers of people and backtrack them. Like, from, from find a starting point for them. And, and then find, like, that blow-up situation point for them. And what I'm coming up with has been, like, on an average, you're getting things blowing up in, like, a three- to five-year range. Where it used to take you 10 years to build a career behind the scene. I think a lot of it has to do with people's access to you. We grew up in a time where we didn't have access to our stars. So, you know what I'm saying? Somebody blowing up or building a fan base is really based off them getting under a management team who mm-hmm. can put money behind them to put them in front of people. Now you can put yourself in front of people and put your own content yeah. out there. And people have these to, people on Instagram and the, a whole bunch of people got famous off Vine. Those Vine, Vine people Vi- got Vi- funny yeah. They got and on, uh, all on Wildin' Out. Yeah, now. they on Wildin' Out. They doing movies and shit. shit. What's your boy doing movies? Uh, fuck, what was that nigga's name, man? Um, he got a couple of movies on Netflix now. He used to be a big Vine star. Ah, King Batch. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He would have, he used to be a really big uh, Vine star. But yeah, a lot of people got famous off that Vine shit. I, I mean, think Jake Paul and Logan Paul. That's how they got their start. I mean, you, you. I mean, like I said, I understand he's the older guy, and so coming into this new 
uh, it's, it's, this is a nuance for everybody For rappers, for comedians, for artists, for fashion designers You know, everybody's got some shit And it, it's not, there's, there's, we're all connected So we can all put our shit out there Yep To be consumed by consumers And so And all it takes is that one video or that one thing to go to viral To take off because that's all it really ever And you just ride the wave That's all it really ever took it, it took a, it took a hit, you know what I'm saying? The, yeah. the record label would put you out, but they were looking for a hit. Like, I think our rappers that we got, I mean, like by the time we heard where where, where, where my dogs at by DMX, he had been on mixtape circuits in New York for yeah. years. You know what I'm saying? And so nowadays, it's like if you've been like I think you guys used to follow Wiz. Yeah, that was an internet act. You guys found Wiz. I don't know how y'all found Wiz. Like in Double uh, XL Freshman, that's how we found Wiz. You go look him up on the internet. Yeah, you get when, his whole catalog. That's when niggas didn't know the freshman. Now niggas know the freshman, freshman. before they get on there on the cover. But yeah, but I think people knew Wiz before he got on the cover. Yeah, I think it was more of a regional thing though with Wiz. Yeah, yeah. I think he he was big in Cali, and but of I course think, he was big in Pennsylvania. I think Wiz, J Cole, Wale, and Kendrick are from the internet era because they yeah. had fan bases, and they I don't think their fan bases was mostly regional before they got to the to the where yeah, they were. Definitely the start of the internet era. So I mean, just bringing it back home to what we were talking about when it comes to you know Cat Williams saying the thing he said. These guys are. Getting, I don't know how Gerard Carmichael or Real Rose to fame. I do find these guys funny. Have they put in the same amount of work? Probably not. Not today. You don't have to. Yeah, you don't. You really don't have to put in as much work as you used to put in. Is Tiffany Haddish funny to me? No. I don't think Tiffany Haddish funny. I think Tiffany Haddish is ignorant, and white people like ignorant. Mm-hmm. And white people pay for ignorant. She I work think, hard, though. Yeah, I got to give oh, her yeah, that. Oh, yeah, you got to work. You gotta work. It ain't easy. I know. I think. I, I think people. And think she that don't that fuck up her opportunities. Look at Cat Williams. He fucked up a lot of opportunities. He, fucked, he did fuck up a lot of opportunities. Yeah. He had. A, he had a big opportunity in front of him. So you can. He oh, could you know. be Kevin Hart, even bigger, but he fucked up a lot, a lot of opportunities. opportunities. I think. Yeah, I think that nigga is bitter. Yeah. <laughs> so shout out to Cat Williams for being bitter. And yeah, I guess say he was lying on the on the tracks. <laughs> But he definitely uh, fucked up a lot of opportunities, man. He sound like a hater because of that. Yeah, he does. If he was somebody like that took advantage of his opportunities and was talking like that, then I, I don't think people would say he was hating. But I think people think he hating because but, he wish he was in their shoes. Yeah, I think people think he. But I think people think you hating anytime you have a difference of opinion nowadays. Like people think you're hating, but I do agree with some of the shit he's saying. But I also understand both sides of the story. So. Cat Williams, be careful out there in these streets. Stop going viral. Remember the last time that nigga was viral, I think a, a six year old beat his ass. Oh yeah, I <laughs> forgot about that shit. Oh my god, that shit was bananas. I beat your ass, little boy. I, I watched that video a couple times because that nigga got his. I ass cannot whooped. believe he was like, getting his ass whooped by a kid. They had to pull that nigga off of him. Did you hear the story? They was playing basketball. <laughs> That's how that shit started. That shit's crazy. That nigga man. had. Did he have on hard bottom shoes playing? <laughs> I, I hope not. <laughs> That nigga was a meme for like six months. <laughs> <laughs> they tore his ass up. Black oh, Twitter does man. not play. <laughs> oh man! Speaking <laughs> of entertainers, Roseanne Barr reveals how her character will die on the Connors. So ABC has not. I know you may if if you haven't heard, if you may have heard, Roseanne Barr uh, will be killed off the Connors via opioid overdose. Damn. That was something she put out there. That wasn't something ABC or the writers on the Connors put out there. So just to clear that up. But um I do think it's fitting for the character, a Trump supporter. I mean, we do we we put a stigma on Trump supporters. We feel like they look like lower class white Americans yep. that live in trailers that wear fucking what? 
uh, what you call that? The red lumberjack shirt. Oh yeah, and, and red and black hats. lumberjacks. That's how we view. That's with how we think about. It. Yeah, just like they think of us as niggas with locks who sell drugs. So yep, <laughs> that's how we view it, and we view them as opioid users as well, because they are the ones dying from it, and that's why they got laws and they're fighting. They're fighting the war on opioids a little bit different than they fought the war on crack. Losing the war to Al Sharpton, white power, white power. But uh, I yo, I was thinking about something. Not getting into our form early, but I was thinking about the whole Roseanne situation. I honestly didn't need her to get fired. Yeah, me either. I, didn't I don't give think a fuck. she deserved to get fired. I didn't really give a fuck. I wasn't watching the show. I didn't care for the show. You know what I'm saying? And then I think that creates the stigma. Are we firing every white person that says some crazy shit? Because they all say crazy shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Are we trying to get rid of them all? Like, is that is that the route we're going? I think ABC being that they are a family-oriented channel. They had to get ahead of Yeah, it. I think that's why she got fired. I mean, like I said, I don't care. Because if she had a show on Fox News, I don't think nobody would have gave a fuck. Yeah. 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 But when you got... Or she was in the NFL. Yeah, when that shit's a company. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if she was in the NFL, she'd be good. <laughs> she probably got a raise. She had to answer to the niggas in the locker room. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's just the fact that she was on a network where they got... A broad demographic And they don't want to lose Part of that demographic They had to do something But if she was on like You know Like I said Fucking travel channel uh, What's the shit The damn uh, Niggas be hunting uh, Gators on Some shit like that Ah I know that's <laughs> a swamp Yeah she be alright But I think that's why She got fired But honestly I don't, I don't see why She got fired I mean I see why They fired her But I mean who really get Like who cares that much that she called somebody what a monkey? Yeah, she called the lady a monkey. I yeah, mean, I'm pretty sure that lady's been called worse. But exactly, <laughs> <laughs> like who the fuck listens to Roseanne? And then the crazy part, I think Monique backed her. Like Monique, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh yeah, I think my, I think my that, sister of yeah, comedy. That's why you can't get a job in that. Monique be talking crazy. See, Monique do be talking crazy, but Monique be talking woke. And anytime somebody talk woke, they talk they sound crazy. Yeah, I guess she could be woke if she wanted to. I be. guess, I guess. But um, that shit just fucking annoying to me, man. But being woke, not being woke, but I guess like Monique woke, like uh, like we my sisters and stuff like that. I like, guess why are you going so hard with the <laughs> my sisters? You know, ain't what? nobody blood. <laughs> I always feel like they trying to hustle me when they when they do. Yeah, that. what's up, my brother? What's yeah, up, my king? I, 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 what's I, I, up, my queen? Yeah, I don't know if it's the black Emmy, but I feel like you're trying to get me. Like, bro, get the fuck out my face. face. But that's a regular nigga reaction. We're like, nigga, do you want five dollars? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, why are you trying to call What's me? What's up, my king? What I just want to see if you want to support my cause, my brother. I I'm like, trying to help yeah, the homeless, yeah, my yeah. brother. Matter of fact, ask I've that had, nigga what his credit score look like. I've actually had homeless dudes do that. What's up, brother? Yeah. Like, uh, what's up, nigga? I know you want some fucking money. I don't have any money. Exactly. Especially being uptown, I'm like, I keep tabs on niggas. I didn't gave money need, to. I ain't giving I you need, money twice. You know, nigga. you know what? Homeless people do have access to a lot of shit. They should get cell phones And they should get a, They should have gotten A free square yeah. So when niggas say They don't have money They're like Well you can slide <laughs> Bruh That, that shit be will crazy. fuck The homeless game Hell up. yeah Like oh Alright Can't yeah, do some drunk White folks coming out The club Alright man I'll fucking I got slide, you bro, bro. <laughs> I fucking got you man I was gonna say I never did shit For you people <laughs> Type you a quick hundred in that motherfucker. Hell yeah. Let them slide or swipe away, sir. <laughs> Shit, we good for the night. 
They should do that shit, man. I might. That's what I might do. I might go around, pass around Passing some track square. phones with the square. Square, yeah. Just teaching people how to use it. Do listen my good deed for the year. Yeah, get your money, man. Like, yeah, see, like, that's all you got to do. If they cash say they ain't got cash, cash man, I got Cash is going this. out the window. Get cash app, nigga. Uh-huh. Get you some Bitcoin, nigga. You can buy your dope. That shit going to go straight Bitcoin. to your prepaid card, straight to your green dot card. And you good to go. You go to the liquor store, get what you want. Holla at me. You know what I'm saying? Get what you want. Get you a night at the Ritz Carlton on me. You know what I'm saying? at home story this dude i um i walked by and i hit him with the excuse i was like man all i got my car he's like come on man it's the atm right there hook me up i, I was like all right man i, I really just didn't want to give you nothing man <laughs> oh you told the truth yeah oh what'd he say he was like oh all right <laughs> <laughs> he just started with the truth yeah oh man shout out to johnny for not helping the homeless i don't need it <laughs> that nigga hit me with the bullshit. Talk about some he a stand up, com- struggling stand up comedian. You see that nigga five years later though, and he on TV. You gonna be salty? <laughs> like damn. Nah, I'm like I remember that motherfucker was homeless. What a story. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> clap, clap it up for that nigga. If I would have gave that nigga that money, he would have never had the heart to move on and do better. Like you know what? I'm about to. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna show this nigga. I'm about to write a tell all book about that nigga. Uh, yo, moving forward, Suge Knight. Suge Knight, Suge Knight. If we, if you don't know who Suge Knight is, straight out of Compton, Suge Knight or Tupac uh, biopic, uh, Suge Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Real life Suge Knight. Oh, okay. The actual Suge fucking Knight. Um, yeah, man. I I feel like what I'm about to tell you guys has been a long time coming. So Suge Knight has reportedly struck a plea deal in his 2015 murder <laughs> case. One second. Go ahead. You know Steve Smith ain't up there no more. We'll get to that in a second. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, TMZ broke the news Thursday afternoon, just days before Knight's trial was scheduled to begin. Several outlets have confirmed that the infamous hip-hop mogul received a 28-year prison sentence after pleading no contest to voluntary manslaughter in the death of Terry Carter. Now, if we don't know what Suge Knight did, he ran over a man on the set of Straight Outta Compton a couple years back. I think that made a lot of news. Um, It was caught on video, and the video was viral. Um, So, according to TMZ... Knight will receive credit for the three and a half years he's already served. We also be placed on three years probation following his prison release. I feel like that's a long time coming for Suge Knight, man. Um, dude is, and I, he might come get me for this. Hopefully, he never hears this. But um, dude has been a part of a whole bunch of of, of violent crimes during his career. So I mean, I I feel like this is a public example of karma. Yep, so it really is. You might be allowed to roam around and threaten people and uh, screw up deals or do whatever or what have you, but eventually it will come back on you. Eventually, you have to. Eventually, we all have to answer to somebody. Yeah, I mean, he strikes fear in a lot of people's hearts. You can't bully everybody. Yeah, man. he's a big bully. He uses his powers and he holds a grudge. Yeah, like it ain't over until Suge say it's over. It's over. But I mean, he got money. Maybe he won't serve the full twenty-eight years. But I feel like, I feel like this is a a victory for anybody who ever felt threatened, for anybody who ever felt abused, who anybody in the industry who, 
Who like Snoop Dogg ran You know what I'm saying Well they say he ran He say he ain't never ran But I mean he went to No Limit He got out It was hard getting out of his deal You know They say a lot of times the, the, the rap game could be like the drug game Because you are dealing with businessmen When you got these independent labels Who are, come from you know A hood background So they only know how to handle business one way mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying Has depicted in straight out of Compton They handle business Street style rag away Yeah nigga. yeah like so Yeah straight up do rag away Like <laughs> Oh, you won't let him out of his contract? Yeah. You'll beat your motherfucking ass. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not how people actually do business. Yeah, but like, give that contract to a lawyer and let him find a loophole in that shit, maybe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't wish jail or death on anybody. But this is a, a, a hell of an example of karma. So, uh, Suge Knight, man, hold your head up. Uh, I think you'll be all right in there. I don't think niggas gonna fuck with you. Hell nah um, Hope that nigga don't come out Looking like EJ Jr Another interesting story I found uh, Before the show So Spotify has an, Spotify's fucking the game up pay, I want y'all niggas To pay attention Title's trying to But Spotify's Definitely fucking the game up So they announced That they plan to let Independent artists Directly upload Their music For streaming now, if y'all don't know what that is, that's major. Now, right now, if you're an independent artist, you still need a label to upload the Apple Music, yep. to upload the title, hell, to upload the Spotify. Sound, most of them on SoundCloud. So most SoundCloud of them go rappers. to SoundClick. You know what I'm saying? Or SoundCloud. Yeah, SoundCloud. Um, up-and-coming artists might start dishing out links to their Spotify page instead of SoundCloud very soon. The music streaming giant announced in a press release that it will let independent artists directly upload their music to the platform under their Spotify for Artists program. The new feature will allow users to plan the perfect release date, glance at a preview of how their music will appear on their site, and be in full control of your metadata with simple and quick edits. It will also... Allow users to receive money from streams on a monthly basis, so I think that's major. Yeah, you're YouTube. gonna you're gonna generate revenue from people listening to your independent music. So now you're not at the store. This is what I'm talking about with the internet, and I, I don't mean I'm gonna stop right there. But this is what I'm talking about: how the internet is really changing the game. You know what I'm saying? From Young Jeezy to Gucci Man, these guys literally sold these mixed masterpiece, sold mixtapes out their car. Then it got to a point where everything's digital. I can't sell a mixtape out my car to get my name. So, hell, if I hand you a CD, you probably don't even have a CD player. Now Damn I get sure online, don't. put my music online. Now I get people to listen to it, and I try to build my fan page via that, which is very hard work. So imagine just getting at least a 1,000 streams for the month and seeing revenue off that. You know what I'm saying? Imagine that you might have a small fan base. I know Elevated J sees a thousand streams well, yeah. on SoundCloud. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know what his numbers do on Apple Music. You know what I'm saying? So he would be getting just paid off the strength for that. And that's 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 yeah. huge. I think it's cool because it's like, why do most people quit music? Because, ah, uh, man, I'm putting too much money into this shit. I ain't making nothing back from it. And I think this might give them some more motivation to keep pushing for their dreams because you're going to start getting some income from it. It might not be, it might be some dollars or some change, but if you see that shit going up, you say, all right, I made $5 last week. I made 10 this week. That's the motivation. Yeah, like, yeah, let, yeah. Me see, let me set another but marker. Because right, you see. can't sell a CD. No, if you try to sell a nigga your mixtape and it's hard copy. Yeah. He, <laughs> 
I he, mean, he like gonna know that shit trash. I used to tell niggas give your your mixtape out because artists are not selling records. Yeah, and that's the thing about streaming, which makes streaming so uh, valuable. You know what I'm saying? And we we went from I remember what I could say probably maybe two thousand and seven eight. I haven't bought a CD in a long time. Even when people were still buying CDs, and then we trans, we slowly transitioned to a point where people didn't buy records. They literally downloaded music or got it from the bootleg man. Yeah. Then you throw the streaming in. Hey, give us ten dollars a month. You can listen to whatever the fuck you want. All the new music, all the old music, The Temptations, Gladys Knight, Michael Jackson, everything, Lil Wayne, Beyonce, all the catalogs right here for you to at the click of your finger. Ten dollars a month. If you love music, you bought that shit. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's like now you really not gonna sell records. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because now it's like they, you know, they're getting rid of. From what I've heard, and it's not. I don't know if it's true. I heard they're getting rid of the iTunes store because I still buy singles every now and then. Damn. So I'm heard they're doing away with that. So you can't even download a song for night. I think the last album I bought was Loso's Way. So niggas giving out free. And I shit. bought Loso's Way digital. I guess it ain't free. It's, no, they get paid by the yeah. streams. You know what I'm saying? But end up, like I said, independent artists get paid more per stream. Yeah. Artists on label, they need to stream a lot. But I mean, but but everything digital, I think the digital is going to have its downfall because once you put things in here, everything's got a hack. You know what I'm saying? Imagine just being a hacker. Y'all going to pay independent artists? Yeah. If I'm an independent artist and I'm a computer nerd. Oh, I still I'm, see what the next thing is after streaming, though. There is nothing after streaming. Yeah, that's got to be it. Only thing from here is to perfect it and perfect the business model of streaming. That's the only thing. But I think that's major for any artist out there that's that's striving, working hard, putting money into it. They about to, see, you know, your mixtape is about to get his five dollars. Yeah, because you can see listening. streaming coming because people's downloading music. Yeah, but I just don't see nothing right now that's going to take that place. So we're still in the early stages, and uh, there's more to come on that. But I just felt like that was something I wanted to share with people because, you know, I used to do the rap thing. So, you know, it's, I, I just, anything involving music, because I love music so much, like, that is a crazy concept, man. Like, no, like, you really don't need a label. Yeah, if you can get a big enough buzz, there you go. You need a work ethic from hell, but not yeah. a label. Yeah. But um, shout out to all the independent artists out there doing your thing. If you got some hot music, send it to Kick a Shit Pie. Hit the uh, hit the, the website, kickashitpie.com. If it's hot, you know, we'll throw it on at the end, man. We'll feature you on this joint. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, I'm about to start dropping my old shit. <laughs> oh, y'all niggas. Moving forward, uh, something entertaining happened today. What happened? My nigga Kanye took to the airwaves. He Jesus. Was, he was looking like old Yeezy. He was in Chicago. Um, He wanted to address some niggas, you know what I'm saying? And... I don't think I would I would do it. It's just do. So you know I gotta let this nigga address you niggas. You know what I'm Come saying? through. Come through. You know what I hate. What's that? Trying to find shit I saved. Ah uh, yeah. <laughs> On my profile. Uh, bear with me for a moment, folks. I got uh, you, Johnny. You know what to do. All right. Hit him with some bullshit. Okay. Um. So. This week at work, I had a uh, potluck dinner, surprise potluck dinner. And, you know, the ladies at my job, they really threw down. I had baked mac and cheese, um, sweet potatoes, uh, 
chicken, collard greens, cornbread, uh, red velvet cake. I said, damn, y'all really do love a nigga. Because y'all, y'all really gave me that nigga food. I was like, shit. But you know the mac and cheese was gone. I couldn't take none of that home. So I took some collards, some sweet potatoes home. Mm-hmm. Stopped and got me a little two-piece from Bojangles. All right. Hook that shit up. Hook that nigga with the mammy meal. Uh-huh. I was like, damn, I'm sleepy as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I've been showing you love all week. Then they took you to Vapiano. Oh yeah, Vapiano's man. They knew restaurant wanted. We were supposed to go to an Indian restaurant, but I mean Vapiano's. You know what that means? Somebody's about to get there. Somebody's about to. <laughs> Somebody was in that bitch with no drawers on. <laughs> all right, but anyway, man, I, I got it, man. I figured it out. So we're gonna let Kanye speak to y'all on, man. Let me get, let me get the audio right. Express some things that were not sitting right with my spirit. Not sitting right with your uh, spirit, nigga. Now that I'm about the sunken place, I can think and I can oh, just be gay and just express how I feel. There's That's a couple of things that you I want to address. Uh, what you got to address, man? First of all, I want to address Nick Cannon. What? Nick? Like, not I understand Nick that uh, you used to date my wife, but you know, you get in an interview, don't mention my wife. If someone brings my wife up, you say, hey, I respect that man. I'm not speaking on that. Don't be making no suggestions like nobody. Fuck my wife. Now, the next thing is with Drake. Yeah, I told oh, you uh, that if I wasn't in a medicated state, I might have had the, the thoughts to hold on this train going by. Now, if I wasn't in a medicated state, I might have thought and had the wherewithal to say, now, if I wasn't in a medicated state, I might have thought and had the wherewithal to say, hey, Pusha, don't diss Drake on my beat. And I and I spoke about that and took accountability for that. Now, what I need, what I'm looking for for my spirit to take accountability is the fact that it's people making rumors or thinking that you fuck my wife and you're not saying nothing and you carrying it like that, that don't sit well with my spirit. You know, if I had a girlfriend from Chicago, her name was Renita, and then you was married to Rihanna, I wouldn't make no song called Riri. So when you're like, oh, I don't know where it come from, you too smart for that, bro. You know where that come from. Don't make no record with nothing that could be confused. Now, I told you, I didn't tell Pusha no information about your baby, baby mama, nothing like that. That didn't come from me. But when you said... Yo, we got some Kylie's, we got some Kendall's. I told you, Travis is your man. Now, if I don't make no record like I told you, Travis is your man. Don't make no record like that. That man just had a baby with her. That's going to be offensive. That's going to be offensive to her. I hit Trav about the ecstasy uh, record and made sure that we was all good, that we know we, we, we family, right? So... I did tell you not to do that. So, period. It's like, don't speak on none of nobody from my family. Nothing that could be even mentioned with my wife. Period. We don't have to talk again. I'm not giving no energy to that. But I'm telling you that. And also, as far as Tyson Beckford go, don't speak on my wife, bro. Like, none of y'all speak on my wife. Period. What are you talking about? I'm married. We in love. We a family. Y'all be promoting all that, like, negativity. Y'all think that shit is cool for social media? It don't sit right with my soul. It don't sit right for my spirit. And as men, all three of y'all, y'all come talk to me. Y'all holler at me. We'll work it out. we come to a resolution. Don't make no fine, but don't. That it, just, that it just don't sit right with me. And I had to express that. 
to y'all. Because, cause you know what I'm saying? Ain't like I get on the phone. So I had to express it to you Ooh, like this. Nick Cannon, Drake, Tyson Beckford. All that wasn't sitting right with me. It's fine, but don't. Words spoken by an indecent man, you know what I'm saying? My nigga Yo, Kanye. what's up, man? He told him, uh, nigga, don't talk about his fucking wife. talk about his wife, man. Um, I mean, if your wife was fucking other niggas, I can understand you getting in the news, feeling some type of way. But, I mean, maybe you should choose better bitches. Anyway, maybe. I mean, Nick Cannon said. didn't waste any time responding. Oh, Nick said something back? Yeah, he hold would. On. Hold on. Nigga, nigga. That nigga was going at uh, Eminem. <laughs> See what Nick talk about. Nick like fuck out. Nick want all the fucking smoke. Uh, I guess this is the way we communicate now. Uh, oh. So I just landed in Houston. We sold out the Toyota Center tonight, but I just caught word. First off, let me say I'm welcome back yeah, from the sunken it's place. On Nick it's a beautiful thing. Glad you like Drake, I like Nick Cannon. Let's go. <laughs> Nothing but love and respect for you. You know, I always had that. Uh, but I honestly gotta say this, my dude. Um, I've never said anything disrespectful or harmful to your, in my opinion, to your your marriage or your union. I salute it. Keep it going. Uh, but you're not going to tell me what I can and what I can't say. I'm a solid individual. Somebody asked me a question. I'm going to answer it to the best of my ability. I'm going to give my opinion. And, uh, you know, there ain't no harm, no foul. But I'm, I, I know if it got your spirit feeling weird. Holler at me. You know where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? You know, because... A man's spirit is free, but, you know, pride binds it at times. So if you got to let that loose, let it loose. I'm going to let the train go by, like you said. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, man, I'm going to keep it honest. We got that 200 episode of Wild and Out coming out. Oh, so I just land. Hold on. So, again, uh, I guess this is the way we communicate now uh, in 2018 you got via social media. Uh, we don't, I guess we don't use phones and stuff like that no more. But just saying to my man Kanye, that 200 episode of Wildin' Out is upon us. Setting records, record breakers, sold out that Toyota Center right behind us tonight, again in Houston. Um, you're more than welcome. Let's talk about it, man. Come on the show. Show that it's all love, man. Like I said, I ain't say nothing disrespectful, but we can have a good time with this. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it could be uh, Mariah jokes, Kim jokes, uh, all that. You done came and took the comedy championship belt a couple times. Come back for that 200 episode. We can get to it because in all seriousness, man, I got nothing but love for you. But, you know, I'm always speak my mind just like you always speak yours. And, you know, not you, not NBC, not no corporate infrastructures. No one is ever going to control what I say because I speak truth always. It's love. Yo. Uh, first of all, dive into this real quick. First of all, Kanye ain't medicating no more. I can tell by his video. <laughs> Kanye ain't medicating. If y'all not know, if y'all don't know what's going on, Nick Cannon made some comments on Everyday Struggle. DJ Agbay said something about Kim and Yeezy. And so he was, he just, he didn't really go all the way in. But if you Google it, you could look at it yourself. Um, I'm not going to recap it here. But he didn't, I don't think he said anything sideways. I think, I can't even make out what Ag said. I just know it was something wild and problematic because the other host was like, yo, don't comment on that. Don't comment on that, man. Yeah. He always wild. And he like, nah, I mean, you know, he right. Because it has something also to do with the Drake shit. What Drake was mm. insinuating by sleeping with, so that's what the question has something to do with. Yeah, with Nick uh, Cannon with was Nick like, Cannon. Kiki is Kim. Yeah, 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 yeah. So mm -hmm. it's like, 
I do. I and Dick Cannon said I think Drake does have something over that family. That you know that that's why they not they they don't want to play with that man because there is a secret out there that that that's uh being held over them. So I I feel like he's right and Kanye is not medicated anymore. This nigga was walking on a platform in Chicago, a train platform. I think Yeezy might be back. We might he might be, but hey, sometimes people be off that meds and then they right back on. So I give him one more outburst. I let, as long as he in Chicago. The next album, when that album drop in October. Oh yeah, see, the streets of Cleveland is lit. My yeah, boy Jock will be working all night. <laughs> but like I said, man, uh, sorry y'all, man. The Browns, sorry, this is Thursday. Like I said, we're recording on Thursday. Thursday night football is Fucking on a piece the, of shit Browns. And it's not actually the Super Bowl, but it looks like the Super Bowl because the Browns just won. Their first game since I think 2015 or 2016. Yeah, 2016. They have they not won it's won been 685 game. days since they won a game. So now the Browns are one. Last time the niggas won a game, Obama was in office. And one. They're one, one, and one. But fuck them niggas. Back to what we talk about. Kanye West might be back from the sunken place. He sounded pretty heated. Niggas is fucking with his, his wife. You think somebody hit him with the flash and brought him back? Like, and get out. <laughs> like, hit him with the flash. Oh, shit. I'm not sure what happened with you, man. Get but, out. Get out. Yeah, I'm not sure, man. But it, he just sound riled up. I mean, he still sound like, you know, y'all niggas, that shit ain't sit right with my spirit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't think he want to smoke with Drake. Nobody wants to smoke I, with Drake, bro. Chill. I don't think he wants to smoke with Drake in regards to the fact that Drake might have the secrets. You know what I'm saying? And and Nick Cannon at the same time, Nick Cannon don't want smoke at all. Nick yeah. Cannon's just like, bro, you're not feeling typical. I can't. I feel. So I why feel. Does he want, Drake is not known for doing interviews, not known for speaking out about shit like this. So I don't understand why he wants Drake to come out and be like, uh, not nah, Kiki, not Kim. I mean, say something, no? It ain't a, what? He just made a song. It's just true with the speculation. You, I guess he feel like if you my man, just squash it because I help. I, I basically, basically, I feel like Kanye might have told Push Ease up, just Maybe. like Jay Prince told that nigga don't drop that shit. If Pusha T the real street nigga that we think Pusha T is, yeah, then I feel like Pusha T wasn't gonna let up regardless of a reaction or not. I feel like Pusha T was awesome. If I see this nigga. I might approach this nigga and Yeezy hit him with him at you. Yeah, Yo, but once again, he that. did apologize, but you let that nigga drop a diss to Drake on your album. Well, not on your album, but over his first, beat. First of all, let's get it to the, the track. Did not. First of all, that was not a diss to Drake. Was it a jab? It, was a, it wasn't even a jab. It was a... In, in the rap game, it's funny how... I can say Birdman is doing X, Y, Z. I can call Cash Money out for years. You know what I'm saying? But when they call this man out for ghostwriting rumors, you don't address him. You you haven't addressed the ghostwriting rumors, Drake. You slept the you know What are you supposed to say? I don't, I don't ghostwrite like Nikki and sound stupid. You still haven't addressed Nikki the baby. Nikki addressed him. You see how she sound? You you haven't addressed the baby what? rumors. You ain't addressed shit. Come on, he addressed the baby on the album. So this nigga Pussy T is basically saying like, "What do you? What the fuck, nigga? Like, he's not dissing niggas. He's calling a spade a spade. A diss is a diss is what he dropped when he dropped the diss record." That was a real diss record. Yeah. Me mentioning some shit that actually happened. The Quit Miller shit actually happened. 
Mink Mill pulled that card. That shit actually that, happened. Yeah, man, shit happens. But and how do you happen. let a rapper that don't even make a Forbes list that you want touch you in your feelings so much that you felt the need to make a track about a, a line? You made a whole track. You went to the studio on Thursday <laughs> to drop something on Friday to drop a whole track about a nigga that ain't even made the Forbes list. Easy. Pussy teeth. Pussy T touched his soul with that ghost right line. Drake thought it was going to be an easy match, I think. I this thought Drake thought fact, he could take him out. Now that I really think about it, now I'm in my bag thinking about it, ghost writing touches Drake's soul. When he, when you mention that he don't write his shit, it's touching his soul. And why is that? Why would that touch you so much that you need both times? It's the only somebody, blemish on his career. Both times somebody's mentioned ghost writing, he's, re, he's responding. That's like when, picking me, on a nigga me, who mom died. And saying, it's and not, always saying, it's yo, nowhere near that. And saying, oh man, you, it's you, nowhere, don't you wish your mom was here, nigga? It's nowhere near that. It's nowhere near that. And Drake, I think Drake is strong enough lyricist to be like, nigga, I, I do get like everybody get help in the studio. Yeah, you get help. He could have said it that Yeezy way. You get help in the studio. Niggas, niggas write easy shit though. People come in here and write stuff. When you get so big in the game, you might not even write anymore. The creative process is different. Yeah, you know very true. Saying? He could have said you that. You could address that. But I think the reason Drake came at him like that. You come back with a diss, you look guilty. Because he thought he could wash him. I think that's the only reason Drake came at him like that. He I came thought Drake, at the thought, wrong Drake thought he could nigga. wash him like he did Meek. He came at the wrong. That's like when Craig wound up on Debo and thought he had that nigga with that punch. And Debo <laughs> came back and was like, nah, bitch. <laughs> that you gonna, you had to hit me a little bit harder All the greats took an L, though. Muhammad Ali took an L, bounced back. <laughs> Shit, man. Only person that ain't never took one is Floyd. And Michael Jordan. Um, anyway, uh <laughs> Young Mike took some L. Nick Cannon, Kanye, shake it out. Do that two hundred episode of Wildin' Out. I wanna see that shit. You feel me? On to some other shit. My nigga Trump was in the news. He in the news every day. Shout out to the president, man. You popular nigga. Shout out to you. You always in the news for some crazy. You ain't in the news for no good shit. You in the news for tabloid Hell shit. Hell nah, that nigga ain't did nothing nice yet. Let me ask y'all a question. Y'all want to him show up at no school and read a book? He not. He can't read. <laughs> I tell you what. Fuck all those brown people. Get that wall belt. Track. <laughs> Listen, y'all want to know uh, why the Trump thing? Y'all want to know what, what's up? Why Mario Kart was trending this week? Please tell me. Uh, let's see. The term Mario Kart was trending on Twitter Tuesday, but not because the new version of Nintendo's iconic go-kart video game was about to drop. Instead, it bubbled up after former porn star Stormy Daniels. If you're jacking off at night, you see Stormy Daniels on the ads. Have you seen her on the ads? Yeah, man. Hey, Stormy I'm Daniels Stormy. trash. Yo, all yo. porn trash. You know what? They got ads before. Hold up, nigga. All porn trash. I said all Stormy Daniels porn trash. I gotta watch her porn. I haven't seen her porn. Get ready for some bullshit. But have you seen her ads before? Like you about to do your thing and then like the ad pop. Oh right, I'm yeah. Stormy Daniels. You may know and me. You gotta from. wait five seconds to skip. Yeah, man. I hate that shit. I, I knew it was coming one day. Anyway, uh. She, <laughs> Oh, man. Instead, it bubbled up after former porn star Stormy Daniels reportedly likened President Donald Trump penis to the mushroom character in Mario Kart in her upcoming tell-all book. Toadstool, Disclosure. Right? Toadstool? Ain't that the name of the uh, yeah, character? She said, quote, I lay there annoyed that I was getting fucked by a guy with a Yeti poo pubes and a dick like the mushroom character in Mario Kart. I just thought I'd share it with y'all niggas just in case y'all didn't know why this shit was true. So he got a red spotty dick and some gray pubics. Is she like insinuating his herpes? That could be it too. Mm. She fucked him though. Mm. 
I wonder how much she ain't put that in there. <laughs> she ain't put how much she oh, got no, man. More than me and you could afford. All right, man. Well, also, probably. Also, on headline news, we're going to go more towards the sports tip of headline news. Um, The NFL Hall of Fame is threatening to boycott the Hall of Fame. It's <laughs> a popular word nowadays in the NFL. Boycott. A variety of big name Hall of Famers Eric Dickerson, Lawrence Taylor, Bruce Smith, Jim Brown, Earl Campbell, Ronnie Lott, Marshall Falk, Curtis Martin, Joe Namath, Kurt Warner, Jerry Rice, Kurt Warner, wow, and more, formally recognized the hypocrisy behind the multi-million dollar league, billion dollar league, and is often broken former star when they signed a letter to the NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell on Tuesday that threatened to boycott the Hall of Fame induction ceremony unless members are given insurance and a salary. So they're asking for lifetime insurance and they want to be compensated for the rest of their careers. Now, I can see the insurance happening for these players. Yep. I don't see the NFL breaking them off any money. Me either. Unless you got a pension. They're basically stating that... um. They sacrificed their bodies and their minds to build this game physically. And they suffer with so many ailments day to day after playing years of football. And so they feel like they should be compensated. Now, these players, what, they make the trip every year to the Hall of Fame for the uh, induction ceremony? Yeah. So you think T.O. sprung this by showing by flexing his own muscle by doing his own thing at his own spot possibly and it made them come together and say yo if T.O. could do his yeah. shit why don't we get together and do why don't we get shit? together and see if we could get something out of the deal cause we coming yep. up this motherfucker they probably just paying for the room paying for the meals and, the and they come do their thing the flight and they come do their thing and they go home and they go back to their regular lives I mean I tell people all the time football players don't really make a lot of money like your basket, like your baseball, your tennis, your mm-hmm. golf, um, basketball. There's not a lot of money made in football. Um, if you if you think about it, I think uh, practice squad three hundred thousand. Yeah, but if you break down three hundred thousand, and let's say that's all you got was a year, or let's say you played a few years. I think even if you played a few years and you was actually on the roster. Manage your money during your career and making sure that you have adequate health insurance. I think the way I think there needs to be, they need to teach these young guys how to manage the money that they are There's making. There's gotta be a way because because you make <laughs> even if you're the practice squad, you making in six years. You making what I'm making like six years, probably more. So yeah, you gotta figure out. And I ain't complaining. You yeah, you gotta kind of figure out how to live on. And that. you only work fucking five six months out the year. But you're not guaranteed any shit. I think they should all be guaranteed. If you make a roster and you gotta touch that field for thirty days at the li- at the minimum, if you work a month, whether you're working a month at training camp, getting hit, whatever you take, whatever you do, once you signed on the paper, practice squad, whatever, you don't even make the cut. They call you every year. You're on the practice squad. You play thirty days for an NFL team. You should have lifetime insurance. You should. It, it's because uh, you you are sacrificing your body. Yep. Hell, anybody playing any sport needs lifetime insurance because you are sacrificing yeah. your body for the game. I can see that. Or maybe Sports not lifetime insurance, but maybe every city that has a uh, NFL team should be like you know the VA for the uh, vets. Maybe they should do something like that so you don't have insurance, but you can go to this specific doctor, this specific hospital, and get help. I strongly disagree. 
with billions of dollars? You gonna send me to a VA? Do you know how unbeneficial the VA can be for vets sometimes? It's, if that's what they asking for, though, that's what I'm saying. Because when you make what they make, they made a few fourteen billion dollars the NFL fourteen billion. It would only cost them fifty cent per player a, a year per player per a year of retired players to provide them with that. They can afford it. It's not like they can't afford this shit. They can afford the insurance. Possibly, but they probably got shareholders and people they got to. There are no shareholders in there. I mean, not shareholders, owned. but they got people that they have that that make money from that. The owners, the owners, like, well, I'm gonna take from my bottom line because you don't because you can't pay. Can, you don't know how to handle your money. Insurance, yeah, insurance. You want me to pay out my pocket? Insurance? Especially if you say somebody that just played thirty days. You want me to pay out my pocket insurance after you've done playing? Like you not you don't get no money from us no more, but you still want us to cover you. I don't. I'm not asking for money now. They are at they're asking yeah, for but money. I'm saying, but I do understand somebody that paid played a year of the NFL, never got off the bitch, just played on a roster. I'm not about to pay you no insurance for life. You are responsible for my physical, for my mental, all of that. Why you on my squad? And you and you need to be responsible for that for the rest of my life. Those are lifetime effects that these guys are dealing with. But yeah, they've been getting hit in the head for years before they made it to the NFL. True, I agree. They go, ba- a very go back s- at your high school, or your college for it. Don't That's come a, ask me because you only was with me for a year. But do you know how greedy and selfish that sounds? I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying the owners. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm actually saying you actually sound like an owner because that's exactly what they're thinking. Yeah. But that shit is not right when you make billions. You get what I'm saying? That, I was listening to the episode of Joe Rogan that we're going to discuss later. And they were talking about how these companies like Google and Amazon and, 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 and I think it's uh, Tesla. They make those billions of dollars and they were noticing how they are using their billions to figure out how to make the world better. Yeah. When you have that amount of wealth and you make that wealth off young men sacrificing their bodies, at least insurance, it wouldn't cost you a dime. It, you you wouldn't miss the money that you're going to invest in insuring these players because you're going to make more money. You're gonna make life, money, though, bro. Yes, you're gonna make money. I can see time. maybe if he was in the league six years, nigga. At minimum. The government insures our grandparents with Medicare after they didn't put in sixty years of work, nigga. Put it 50 in fifty years of work, and the only reason, the only reason I'm saying this is because baseball after forty three days, whether you play another lick of baseball or not, you're covered for life. I think that makes sense when you make billions, billions. I don't know a motherfucker who could count the billions. <laughs> Shit, and you go and, and it's not like you're making billions and the billions are gonna stop. The NFL will be a trillion dollar company one day. Yeah. I know a lot of people see what's going on with the NFL and they feel like the NFL may fall. Oh no, sir. It's the, America's number one sport. The NFL would not cease in this country. It would not cease in this country. I'm sorry, it won't. As as long as there are poor people out there struggling to make a dime. And this is their way out of that situation. They're playing football. I don't give a fuck what CTE say. I don't give a fuck about concussion protocol. They don't either because they're broke. Yeah. And they need money. And so if football, if you're good at football, damn it, you playing football. So what What about this? Okay. What if they make them sign a disclaimer before they start playing? It's like, all right, you know you can get CTE. I think it, I think it may come to that. Yeah. I think it may come to and that. And we're not going to cover you after you play for us. 
But you, but you should. That's on the player. But you, you know what you're getting into. But you sound like the army, and the army doesn't. You know, the army gives a disclaimer, and the army doesn't fucking help the vets. Yeah, well, at least they they, tr- they don't try, but they got something the in place to actually, say that they do. And the vets are quote unquote supposed to have some type of insurance coverage. They're also actually supposed to be treated for the trauma they receive while they're overseas. And that's something that people voluntarily going into, knowing that they're going to get PTSD. Yeah. And so now we have a phase of NFL that you're going to volunteer. Now with all the information, you know you're going to get PST, PST. But but the American Army, they got access to the same funds and stuff. But these niggas got access to the same funds, and they're going to get more of those same funds. Those billions ain't going to stop rolling in. True. But damn, niggas in the Army ain't making 300 grand. Well, some of them. But those ain't the ones that's out there fighting. But everybody in the NFL ain't making money. You could you could have a twenty year career you, like we see it all the time with basketball. You got guys who got long standing careers who never start in their career. They're always a bench yeah. player, but they've been a bench player twenty years. Yeah, been on multiple teams. They keep a job. And they probably own a couple Popeyes. They could own a couple Popeyes, but I don't think that's the case. I think we get our glory stories with a lot of these players. We have our LeBron James. We have our Magic Johnsons, our John Elways, our Peyton Mannings, our Brett Favre's, our Clay Matthews. You got your DeAndre Jordans with your Chris Pauls, who you may see or you may know have invested money. But um, what about your average Joe who who hasn't invested money? Where is where, – where, where, matter of fact, I heard the name today. Um, he used to play linebacker for the Carolina Panthers. I cannot think of his name right now. But let's think about it. Where, where is Kevin Green today? Where is Dan Morgan today? You know what I'm saying? Shit, who knows, man? Where, Kevin where, Green probably working for the WWE. I don't think so. <laughs> and even if he is, we, we we think that money's enough. We see people on TV and think they get paid. We, I believe they do. I just think they don't. They live outside their means. I know. I agree with that. But at the same time, benefits are benefits. We want our jobs to do the same thing. Yeah. I, you don't see people at my rich, job rich asking kids. for insurance for life. They gave their heart. They gave their soul. They gave they spent that, half that, their life that, away from their family. Is that not in your pension package? Nah, you don't get insurance. You get pension. Some jobs still offer pension, but you don't get insurance. So, so basically you're covered by the government from there. Yeah, but, so but a that, lot of people wait till they're 65 to retire so they can get insurance. But there is a coverage for you. I think these elements... That's all big business. It just ain't the NFL. Yeah, but I think in the NFL, you're right. And I think in the NFL, but I think in the NFL there's a responsibility. I just like in the Army, I think there's a responsibility. You owe it to your vets, and you owe it to your vets in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? And, and and it gets bad when the NFL players look at these other leagues and they say, look at this league and what they're doing. Yeah, that's true. But, but I mean you make I mean you make a compelling argument, so don't get me wrong. Like, you know, I'm fighting for the players over here, but I mean, spoken like a true owner. Spoken like a true owner. So I can I cannot fight you on that. But um we'll see what happens. I'll follow that and we'll stay up to date with that. We can spend all night on that, as you can see. Um True. It's on you, man. Vontae Davis. Let's talk about it. Hey, man. Shout out to Vontae J- Shout out Davis. Shout out to Vontae, baby. what I want to do every day. Tell everybody Vontae, man. So, who, who, who he play for? Vontae, uh, he was he a player for the uh, corner for the uh, Buffalo Bills. Uh, and Sunday, Vontae just was like, fuck it. I don't want to play no fucking more. Mm-hmm. So halfway through the game, he's like, you know what? I'm retiring. That's it. I'm tired of this shit. What was that score on Sunday? Do you know that, what that score was? I think they scored one touchdown. Yeah, I think they scored seven. That was after Vontae left the game. I think it was after he left at halftime. That nigga probably checked his phone, got a notification from CBS. Oh, they won? 
<laughs> oh, they scored. I mean, shit. That nigga got the hell out. But I'm like, shit. I know one day at work, I almost did this shit. I'm like, man, fucking, this is it. I'm walking out. Y'all let y'all motherfuckers have this shit. You be so fed up like that sometimes, man. No, so I, I ain't think, mad at the dude. I think he owes it. I and think he, he played. He had a long career. He been in the league for a minute. He probably you, just like, I'm tired of this shit. Do you quit at halftime? Nah, he at least got to go through the game exactly. and then talk to the coaches. <laughs> but he's like, I'm tired of this fucking shit. You remember when we was kids? I'm too old for this shit. Oh, yeah. And it would piss you the fuck off. Like, yo, we still in the Y'all middle can of the have game. it. Y'all got one anyway. Y'all can have it. Nah, nigga, finish this ass. Nigga said quit on you in Madden or some shit. That shit would leave you so you empty. Trying to break a word. You trying to break a record on Madden, and the nigga's just like, fuck it. You got it. Oh, nah, yeah. nigga, play the game out. Play the but game out. I'm trying to hit 70. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Vontae Davis is that nigga on Madden in real life. Yeah, man. Oh, that shit, shit is uh, stupid, man. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Uh, also, LeBron James made the cover of the Hollywood Reporter, and that cover looks so glorious. Got a 6'8 yeah. black man being great on the front of that bitch, man. I love seeing LeBron. I, I'm loving LeBron James. I'm loving this Cleveland return. I didn't like Miami Heat LeBron James. I'm loving <laughs> this Cleveland Lakers LeBron dude. This dude is awesome. I'm loving this dude, man. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I was trying to pull up a list of all the things that uh, his company, Spring Hill um, Entertainment, is producing. Can't really find all of them. Um, but he's got... I think it was sh- 10. Yeah, he's got the Shut Up and Dribble documentary. I think that's coming to Showtime. Go check he's that got out. Uh, like a, his own version of Friday Night Tykes. I think that's coming to Showtime. He's got a comedy show with Ben Simmons. Yep, the Ben Simmons show. He's got the uh, the shit on uh, the barbershop. He got the shop on HBO. He's got Space Jam 2 in the works. Space Jam 2 in the work with Ryan Coogler, y'all. Yep. And, um, I mean, that's all I can think of right now. I think he got, oh, he got the show on Stars. He got two shows on Stars, actually. So, I mean, he's, he's working, man. He's also he got working his team on working. a um, film with, uh, there's a retired WNBA player. She's coaching, she's the first head coach of a men's basketball team. So, I think that, I think that's dope. Yeah, that really is. The concept cool. right there is dope, man. He getting into his eclectic bag, man. Uh, Michael Jordan as goat, man. I think it's officially over for Michael Jordan as the greatest player of all time. That that myth is done. It's washed. Um, Super washed. I, I think it's gonna be hard for niggas in in the arguments in the future because LeBron is stacking up the stats. All that's gonna bring, you know, what's gonna bring it home for LeBron? A championship with the Lakers. Yeah, if he can bring home with the Lakers, that that that's will it. put the ice on the cake. Cause what can you say now? It's four championships. He didn't team up with nobody this time. But yeah, four championships, three teams, and I honestly, man, it gets some talent there. Oh yeah, and 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 you know what? If Brandon can, Ingram gonna surprise y'all this year. If he can put the dog in them niggas, like Kobe put the dog in that sorry ass Lakers squad that beat the Magic. Yeah. I think once they see that they competitive, that's what's gonna put the dog in them. We're like, well, we can fucking beat some teams. Cool, like you got talent. Kuzma's nice. Yeah, ball ball can be your point guard. Ball can definitely be. Ball, Should be. He's still ball get a lot of slack, but and then you still got Rondo, and Rondo's basketball knowledge is Lance amazing. Stevenson, they got a good team. They got a feisty team. They got some fighters in there. Brandon Ingram could take anybody off the dribble. He can pull up and he can long, go in the lane. Yeah, long so. I mean, I am so ready for this. And don't forget LeVar Ball, best cheerleader. <laughs> He'll be right on the sideline, right beside I, Luke. I told you 
<laughs> Even from the bench, Lonzo was making bum bum better. Never lost. We never lost, nigga. <laughs> Shit. Oh man, shout out to that nigga Levar, shout man. Out Levar, the man. dad of the year last da- 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 year. Dad of the year. <laughs> you already know what it is, man. And last but not least, man, white folks. You know we couldn't leave y'all alone. Appreciate y'all for being white this week. Listen, I I shout out white folks, man. Y'all stand up right now, Shout man. out to all the awkward handshakes I got today on my last day at work. Everybody's trying to go in for the bruh man dap. But I'm you like, gave him the handshake? Yeah. Nigga. I mean, I was, I was going to go in. Like, but damn, you know, when I got my niggas came down, I was like, what up, Rod? Damn. I'm all in the nigga, please. Are you doing that Obama shit yeah. for the skit? Uh-huh. What's my man named Joy Pill? Yeah. All right, I see you, brother. All right. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> hey, what's up, sister? <laughs> hey. <laughs> I do the same shit at work. Oh, man. I walk around hilarious, work. man. I know white people like, fuck, man. Hey, Claire, how you doing? <laughs> Belinda, babe. Hey, what's going on? You know how we do Girl, you got some new tracks in your shit. Oh, God damn, look at 20 years younger. I see you. I see you. Hey, hey Casey, doing, how's it going? Hey, All right, everything hey, going hey good there. with the family? All right. All right. Hey, <laughs> hey, what up, Brandon? Hey, hey, after work. You know what it is. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, hey, yeah. this is the first today. I, I was like, damn, today the day. I went ahead and said, nigga in front of my manager, and she was cool with it. I said, Hello, she She's brown, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just never, I always say nigga in front of everybody else except for her. And I was like, man. Got the multicultural cast over there. <laughs> yeah, and I was telling about somebody, and I was like, he said we was treating them like niggas. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, we was. I was like, damn, I think you was, was cool. Good niggas with her. But you, <laughs> boy, you good for one. You always good for one. Ah uh, man, so uh, an Afro Latina reporter was told via voicemail that she had niggery looking hair after wearing her natural curls on a televised report. Now I cannot pronounce your first name, so don't get upset. Corleus Ortiz, a meteorologist and reporter in Tennessee, well of all places. Welcome to the South, baby. Said on Facebook that. This is just the second time in 10 months she let her natural hair shine through on television. She was sent an uncalled for voicemail at the station for her curly tresses. Now, I would read it, but I think the sound may be a little bit better. Let y'all hear this. This is for the weather girl, tonight. Uh-huh. Uh, please don't wear your hair like that anymore. It just doesn't look good at all. Please don't change it back to something more normal, not something that's all nickery looking. <laughs> Message was recorded. 10. Something what looking? PM. Something what looking? Caller was unknown caller. First of all, normal looking, but when she says something else, let me, let me play the line. Niggery looking. Oh, yeah, I heard that loud and clear. If y'all need to rent, run that back, go ahead and run that back. <laughs> Niggery lucky. I listen. Hold on. <laughs> I, yo, I, I, I love country white folks. I about to start using niggery. Niggery. You know, Look at that niggery ass niggery Christmas ass. tree, all them goddamn lights. Oh, man. Look I at them niggery know. ass neighbors with the car they've been working on for two months out in front of the house. <laughs> to the weather girl tonight, please don't wear your hair like that anymore. Oh, man, it just doesn't look all that good. Change it back to something more normal. Not something all nigger-looking. 
<laughs> you know how them colors like to do that thing, all them coals and kinks and bullshit. You know, just straighten it out before you get on. Matter of fact, dye it blind and don't get no more tans. She want to come in Lighten with the perm. yourself up a little bit more, man. I understand your roots Niggery may be a looking. little bit curly, but yo, shout out to Donna, man. Yo, call the kicking shit podcast, man. My hair's niggery looking too. <laughs> yeah, it is, man. But I actually have a conversation with y'all. I ain't even gonna be mad at y'all. I know how old white folks is. I have been called a nigga by old white folks a couple times in my life. And I just, I, I, I think the first time I was infuriated. The second time I was just like, these motherfuckers don't give a fuck. And you know what I realized? These motherfuckers don't give a fuck. Because old black people don't give a fuck when they insult gay people. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's like the same shit. <laughs> they'll they'll bluntly say you know you you know the word mm-hmm. they'll say that shit and I'll be like yo they'll say it like it's normal like yo you you can't you can't say that you really can't I think people don't realize they come from a time where that shit was just a language yeah it really was man like, times are different now like hey nigger get over here and put the gas in my car like it was literally used mm-hmm. like that that was like people didn't and we answered like hold on boy. Shit, you see me? Oh yeah, we would call each stuff. other niggas. Yeah, but not like we do now. It'd be like trying to hurt somebody's feelings. feelings call yeah. him a nigger. So I mean, house nigger. Uh, Miss Ortiz, welcome to the South. If you ain't from the South, that's the South, and that's another normal day in the South. I, you be a nigger, your boy, son, colored, whatever. Yeah, colored. That's a good one. But um, yeah, man, and that was headline news this week. I told you I was jam packed. I ain't want to believe it, brother. Straight up. <laughs> All right, man, I'm going to dive in today's kicking shit form. The form was submitted by my boy, no other than my partner, my age, my dog. My buddy, my dog. Hey, you remember that song by uh, Young Bloods? Ah, I got to put you on. Yeah, man. My nigga, my age, my dog, my buddy, boom, coon. Anyway. Wow. You got to <laughs> hear that. Yeah, this shit go hard. Uh, I forgot the name of it, but I'll find it. Anyway, this form was submitted. It started off as um, why do black people dominate in sports? So, just to give y'all a little background, um, listening to the Joe Rogan experience, Joe Rogan, probably one of the top podcasts out there, uh, March 6th, 2018, he had an interview with a, what was that guy? Brian Kellner, Thank or you. Brian Kellen. Thank you for saving me. He's a uh, comedian. <laughs> um, they had an interview, and in that interview, they did talk, they touched on a lot. They touched on a lot. Um, but the race discussion, I think, started around about the time where they started to talk about why do black people dominate in sports. And so I wanted to kind of discuss that. Um, what I want you to do is put the link on the site to the podcast. So anybody who wants to hear that episode, yeah, I uh, want to know what we're talking about as we go into this race discussion or uh, discuss this episode in general. Um, reference that. Um, reference that episode. It's a three-hour episode, so I would give it the first two hours. Uh, if you got some time, just turn it on, listen to it. Um, listen to it with an open mind. You get to hear two white males in America speak their mind without any interruption, and you can't interrupt. That's one thing I love about podcasting. I a lot of times you talk to niggas, or you talk to people, and Joe Button said it best. I say shit on here because you gotta listen to me. You know, if we having a conversation out in public. You know how conversations go. You might want to say, well, this is my point. And they're like, nah, stop listening. Yeah. Like, once they get their point, they stop listening Listen. to you. Yeah. Until, they, until you're done talking so they can say what they got to say. So, I mean, I was able to listen to these guys express themselves. And, you know, I, I was feeling them. Um, why do you feel black people dominate in sports? Uh, 
I have a lot of theories on that. That's what that's where I'm gonna start it. My first theory is it's just the natural slave genes coming out. Mm-hmm. And then my second theory is I feel like when people are privileged or they have a lot of money or they come up from uh, they don't come from nothing. They don't have they don't have that drive. They don't have much to work for. I feel like a lot of black people come from uh, poverty or they come from places where they didn't have as many distractions. It's probably one basketball goal in the neighborhood or they just had that feel behind the, behind the apartment complex. They used to go out there and play football every day or somebody like my cousin who got a football organization would come around, pick all of them up and go play football with them. So I think when you got more like I feel like young white kids come up with the games in their house, all the games, they don't have to wait for Christmas to get no, they get mad and they get the shit when it come out and they play that. So they don't really concentrate on sports like that. I feel like black people are, you can even say like Spanish kids that play soccer or Spanish kids um, playing baseball. I feel like they, this is all they got. This was the first was the entertainment. And then they get to an age where they realize they good in it and it's their way out the hood. So that's why I feel like first I think it's that we just naturally more gifted athletically. But second, I think it's because we just got more of a drive. When you say way out the hood, describe that to me. Like way out. What is in your idea? Your idea. What does what does sports mean as a way out the hood? Like, how would you define that? So, I mean, by that, I mean. It's your way to, to get out your situation. So you might come from a house where it's just your mom. She might be working two minimum wage jobs just to feed you and your family. And you like, I can get us out of here by just playing basketball. I can get us out of here by just playing football and making money, make it to a professional league or make it to the point where I can be like an assistant coach after I do four years of college or something like that. And I think that's what I mean by getting out the hood. So basically either going professional or having access to an education yeah. that I cannot mm-hmm. have access to because financially we couldn't afford it. Exactly. I, I agree with you on that. I agree. I agree with you on that. I also agree that I, I believe that when he, he mentioned, um, when was the last great white athlete that we've seen? Yeah. And you know, they could not name any. Um, yeah. If anybody, I thought of one, I thought JJ Watt, JJ Watt is a freak. Well, I think when they say athlete, they talk about our speed. That's something they test on. Our quickness, our natural given strength. A lot of times, what we ex- what we assess, like when you look at a athlete like Cam Newton, for example, um, Cam Newton is an example of that's natural. Yep, he's fast. He's been fast. You know. Yep. He might be stronger, but he was always strong. You know what I'm saying? I think you say access to the slave gene. I was told in my earlier uh, ages by some older black gentlemen that they did breed slaves, the Mm -hmm. strongest with the strongest, you know? And I think through that breeding process, you've bred a race of people who are naturally talented. But when you do talk about the Hispanics, because are not, not just Hispanics, but just, uh, uh, people, just other brown people that play other sports. You know, what I'm saying even Africans that are naturally gifted with soccer. I feel like you're right; they have a lot of time to focus on that, but they do have that natural grit. They, they're quick. You know, like you know, people Caribbean people or people in the islands, they're quick. Yeah, Jamaica's quick. Yeah, you saying ball? Africans quick. You know, what I'm saying African Americans a little bit slower than other people. Yeah, <laughs> might be the white gene taking over, but. True. We're pretty quick, you know what I'm Audible saying? Jangles. I don't think it's like he said. When's the last time you seen a white guy run a forty? 
a, a 4340, you know what I'm saying? I don't even think McCaffrey run a 4340. 4340. You know what I'm saying? Like and it, and I don't think it's worked on. I just think it like I talk about my daughter's brother all the time. Uh it impressed me he ran a 10 2. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's with no training. Yeah. Like that's a hundred yard dash in ten point two seconds with no training. Just natural. I just went out there and ran that bitch as fast as I could. They taught me how to get out the blocks. Yeah. You know what I'm natural. saying? When I and when I say no training, I'm talking about no squats, no 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 hardcore regimen. Yeah. Being a monster at football just off the strength of I played some football in the hood. Because that's where it starts at. Yeah, it does. Off the strength of that alone, and then you build on that over the years with weight training, with strength training, with diet regimen and exercise, and now you've developed the beast. I feel like we dominate in sports, and I feel like we're always going to dominate in sports um, because everything we touch, I feel like, turns the goal, even with the sports. I think that's one of the things. I think entertainment sports is something we're known for. Creativity and arts are something we're known for, but I think we also need to be known for uh, our smarts. I don't think we get enough credit for how smart we are, especially the black woman. I think the black woman is one of the most smartest human beings on earth. They 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 hold it down because they they handle situations and they've come through situations. And if you talk to if you talk to any black woman, put your put your agenda aside. And really start digging into the brain of a black woman How she thinks Watch her and how she takes care uh, uh, Protects her family How she takes care of kids um, I think you see just there alone And how smart they are How they put education first Because they know education can take them far I've never met a Me personally I never black, met a black woman Who didn't value going to school And getting further educated Because they believe that education mm-hmm. Is the key to supporting their family So I don't think we should also be just just confined to just sports, music, and arts Because I feel like we're more than that And I feel like we're way, way more special than that You know what I'm yeah. saying? I know that's how they confine us in America But I think those gifts that, that white people see You know, that's just natural LeBron James, he's been doing that same shit since high school You know what I'm saying? That's before any nutritional programs Any training was implemented to make him better You know what I'm saying? That was his basic moves that was him his natural ability got him to where he's at mm. and i don't think we'll i think notable mention of just freaking nature athletes being white they're not in the league i think the last freaking nature white athlete we may see i think you bring up a good one but i with football and um what's his name again uh, uh jj Watt. yeah yeah i think that's more worked on mm. i think a guy like jason williams is a hell of an athlete maybe the ba- the basketball player yeah the white one, um but I, I think like pr- the professor to me is more of an athlete mm. because it seems like the professor had a lot of time to just focus on basketball and so he's very skilled at what he does. Um, I did want to say something about like how sometimes they treat the the black quarterback. Um, they That's, always say like how how much of a knowledge of the game Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers has, mm-hmm. but black quarterbacks is not always yeah. Credit. They always talk about the athleticism. They never talk about how well they can read a defense. They never talk about um, oh he has such a great knowledge of the game. Now and that's why I say we always get the light shone on us for being these freaks of nature. Yep. But our mental capacity is always unestimated. That's why you have to appreciate what LeBron James has done. You know what I'm saying? You even have to appreciate Michael Jordan to a point. 
he was the reason why Michael Jordan's name wasn't on anything growing up is because he owned it. Yeah, one of the first people to do that. That takes smarts. That take a wherewithal to know that you could uh, let me take my name, let me own my name, so I can make money off. My yeah. Name. So the NBA doesn't make money off my jersey sales. Anytime there's a Jordan jersey, he signed off on it. The only other company making money off Jordan jerseys. It's probably Mitchell and Ness, and I knew Champion had Jordan jerseys. Yeah. Then Jordan Brand has released his jersey from here on out. So I think that I mean you have to. We don't get that credit. You're right. We don't get enough credit. Um. That, that what's the guest? What was the guest on the show again? Uh, Brian Kellen. Brian, Brian Kellen mentioned something about tribalism. He said mm-hmm. there's no racism. There's only tribalism, and I found that to be um, interesting. Uh, basically saying that that we will. Even if everybody was the same color, we would still protect our tribe. Then they broke down the the, the, the fights you have amongst Africans in yeah, Africa. in Africa. Um, I not and 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 and, and I and I think white men, by making a statement like that, you fail to realize what exactly racism is. It's what tribalism is. Yep. I don't think they they they're not concurrent. I don't think they compare. I don't think they're the same fucking thing. Yeah, you know what I'm they're saying? not. And I believe race. I think America is just the worst as far as racism goes out of all over, out of the whole world. I think brown people are are are, are, are put down everywhere. I don't. Yeah, I think they are, but I, I feel think like America is, is the worst. And but I think it's because we a couple years behind with like the mixing of races. Because in Europe they've been having black and white people together. But do we know how racist they are? You like I've never been. I heard in Europe is is not, I've never been either. But the, everybody from what I've heard in Europe is more of a classism thing, like the rich and the rich and the and the poor and the poor. So who make up the poor? Um, the poor is a lot of uh, they have white poor poor white people. They have a lot of uh, Indian people that come over from India that are poor. They have black people, of course, that are poor. Africans that came over and, and things like that. But I don't think it's more like here is obvious, especially in certain areas of America. It's obvious. Yeah, your, your southern areas um, and California, the Asian people kind of get dissed. Uh, they get treated like black people a lot. Do and like black people will get treated in Alabama or Mississippi. Um, but I just think racism is worse in America. And I'm saying it's not everywhere, but I feel like racism is horrible over here. Because when people look at us from other countries, they're like, yo, this shit is horrible. Yeah. Now, I got that, a friend from Colombia, and she said she grew up in Colombia. She had black, like black Colombians, but they didn't look at them as if they were black. No, nah, I mean, I remember going to Cuba. It felt, I felt like we were the majority because everybody was, was kind of, uh, uh, you know, black or brown mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but there is a certain sense of colorism or racism when you go to these countries because even when I was in Cuba, I could see it. You know what I'm saying? I, I felt the unity. It's not as strong, but lighter colored Latinos do get treated different, even in their own country, than darker colored Latinos. They shun them because the word white power is laughed at. We laugh at it, but it's strong. White people run not just America. They run the world. So when everybody in the world turns on their TV and you see white people, you're always going to see some type of great image of a white person doing something great. And they're always going to make the darker person look like the bad guy. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's why we always have to highlight our dark heroes, whether they be Latino, Indian, 
You know what I'm saying? Whether they be black, whatever they are, because that image is being portrayed everywhere. So they will always, everybody everywhere knows pale skin color. That's the colonizer. That's the guy. That's the guy everybody's either aiming to knock the fuck off or aiming to get money like. Yeah. And I think that's known everywhere. Is racism bad here? This is the only racism I know. So I'll say, yeah, of course I'll say, yeah. But I and I don't think it's tribalism here. You know what I'm saying? I think you I think you got tribes inside of races, because even Italians will fight Russians. Yep, true. But we as black people look look at let look at them both and say both of y'all white. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Just like they look at niggas and say Crips and Bloods is fighting, but both of y'all niggas. Yeah, niggas, niggas killing each other. I think other. that's more of a tribalism thing. The racism thing is is the me versus you thing. Is is the you calling me a nigga thing? Is the you keeping me in the spot because you have a condemnation on black people because stereotypes has been portrayed in the media and in the news that this is the type of person I am because of the way I look, the way I talk, yeah. the way I dress. You know what I'm saying? But when he was saying tribalism, was he meaning it just like in Africa, how like different tribes in Africa don't like each other? Or was he saying he it worldwide? He was saying it in a sense that I don't think, at the, I think racism, he thinks that racism is an illusion. There's mm-hmm. more of a thing of tribalism that we have, that we're all going to protect our own people, even if the colors didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I agree with that statement, but tribalism and racism are not the two things. Because one thing you will get with white males, they, will let, they, they, they got time to sit back and think about this shit. You know what I'm saying? They've had time to sit back and think about this shit. So why not blur the lines here a little bit? Why not? This is your ideology and you you are entitled to it. But this is the reality. The reality is tribalism does not exist. Racism exists. Yeah. Because amongst races, there are tribes. There are different tribes among races. Yeah. So even if the country was all brown, yeah, every tribe is going to try to protect itself and take over. But they're going to be races amongst those tribes. There's different races of Africans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so the racism is, and, and then people don't realize racism is systemic. So, I mean, when we talk about racism, and and I hear white people say it a lot, uh, when they call us racist by the jokes we make about them, you have to realize that impoverished people cannot be racist. Racism is a system designed to keep bl- people of color under yeah, we can't reverse that shit on y'all. I feel you. So you saying it's more than just calling somebody a nigga? It is. It's deeper it's just, than that. Yeah, it's just a system it's, is set up for people to fail and stay at a certain point, certain position. It's the whole system. It's the jail system. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it, the colors and the races is put there to cause a division to keep the checks and balances. If poor white people and poor white people, black people, realize they was fighting the same war, do you not know that? Is ultimately power they, We always say If black people did this Black people did that We have power Hell yeah we have power Hell yeah we have power But if poor white people And poor black people Looked at each other As equals And said Nigga We're fighting for the same shit Yeah Which would be tough Because white people Poor white people Feel like they above Poor black people Exactly Which and would that's, be tough They and, would never have that mindset and that's what together the, And that's what the racism does We have taken somebody's job The Mexicans are taking jobs That you feel like You're not even worthy Of, of working yeah. And that's mm-hmm. why they are so in favor of of a wall. Yeah. Trump gets you in your emotions. Mexicans willing to work seven days a week. You're, like, you're nah, not. I'm not working on Sunday because you're above that, right? And, yeah. and, and niggas are guilty of it too. We're above that at this point. 
Yeah, we don't we work though. We, are. we don't we don't work custodian custodian jobs. Yeah. Anymore. So therefore, you find niggas on their couch looking for a job. Like yo, I ain't working a job. <laughs> I'm looking for this specific specific yeah. job. Um, he also um spoke about uh who's to blame for for people not getting ahead in a certain culture. He didn't say black culture, but I'm gonna bring it to black culture. He was saying over time. Is 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 who's to blame for a person not making it? Is it still the oppressor, or is it the actual oppressed person? Mm. That's something I kind of agree with him on. I feel like black people at a point where if we're if you're still in a situation where you can't get ahead, I feel like yeah, you know the odds are working against you, but it can't all be on the government or the system. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You you have to find a way out. You have to make. You have to create a way out. Yeah. I, I think that's what rich dad poor dad is kind of about. It's kind of like you making your own future, like you 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 making your own path, like you like it basically a rich dad poor dad. Um, his rich dad got rich by um uh, basically using working a regular job, but using that money he made from a regular job and investing it back into himself instead of paying his bills, paying other people's bills, and doing stuff for other people, he would take that money he made from his job and invest it back into himself until he became the person that was paying people. Exactly. Creating an opportunity when, when when people tell you there's not one. You know, making yeah. that own, <clears throat> paving that way. Because in order for others to even be here, even for me, you to be here, somebody had to create their own opportunity. Nobody's giving you shit. Yeah. White, black, green, purple, nobody's giving you shit. So I feel like you do have to create it. I think there was a point where it was harder and tougher for black people to get to a certain spot. But we live in a different age and a different time period. And so there's no excuse. It's time for you to create. Get out Mm -hmm. there. You got to work. You got to go get it. Nobody, especially being black, nobody's going to hand it to you. Yeah. So and you, what do you think people want when they want somebody to hand it out to them? I don't know what they want. I feel like I feel like in our community, more education. I feel like I want people to be more educated on the avenues that they can take to yeah, get what they got to go. Yeah, I feel you. Because a lot I of people like, like they don't teach us about credit in school. But if I, you know that, why don't you go out there and try to learn it yourself? But at the same time, the access. So I think I was talking to uh, a friend of a friend, and she was just saying how um, they have access to that in their communities, white folks. You know, the knowledge and the education is there. They can, they can go get it. I think we have access to it too, but we feel like we... It's mental, you know. I feel like I can't, you know. I I, I wanna, but I I can't. Well, why do you feel like you can't? You know, I, I know growing up for me, I never felt like I couldn't do something. You know what I'm saying? I never felt like something was holding me back. I always felt like I could make it happen. Mm-hmm. That was like my, my mentality, and, and 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 so I've always believed in 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 like I never felt like I was stuck in a situation. I feel like I can get out of it. Yeah. I, I can get I can move. I can you know, I never felt like I would be like when we lived in the hood, I never felt like we would be there forever. I didn't have any control over that, but I always knew one day I would get out of there. I just knew it. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't have any information, but I did have a lot of good teachers around mm-hmm. me. I had good role models. I had uncles. I had my mother. I had brothers at the hall and they would tell me information and giving me guidance. I had people around me building businesses. So I think it's it's getting back into your community and giving people because I had friends in the hood who didn't know of any other way out. My best friend started selling drugs at, at 12. That was his outlet. Yeah. I never forget when he came over with a bag full of weed. <laughs> yeah, I think you definitely always need a mentor. Yeah, and I think if he had the guidance, 
because his guidance for 17 year olds mm-hmm. you know what do you know at 17 nothing you, but you put an ounce in a Pussy. young you put an ounce in a young man's hands and tell him this is how you di- this is this is how you get it and, and and i love rap music but i don't think it helps in every situation i don't think it helps i don't think it helps i think it i think it it, it further I think without proper education Without without any knowledge of the real I think this is portrayed Has the reality The glorious And people don't get that hard Reality of what's real about the game Or anything that they're going to get into Until they get in there and do it So I think educating people Will keep them out of that trouble And show them the avenues That you can get to where you want to be Yeah So um, <clears throat> that's just my thoughts on that. Um, another thing they talked talked about. I guess that's true, and I think maybe we got like as a black people, we have a uh, something we can fall back on if if we don't feel because like the man trying to hold us down, and I don't think white people have that. Like if they fail, they have nothing to say. But do they fail? You know, I think <laughs> at times. I mean, just for me working at a bank, I've seen white people fail, but they got. They can fall back as far as like they can go find another job. Like if they try to leave and start a business and the business don't work out, I feel like the, it's always that good old boys club that let them back in. It's like oh you you fail, but we always got you here. Yeah, I feel like black people if we go Their out there, that work is bigger. Yeah, yeah, if we go out there and fail, we kind of gotta go back and start from the bottom. Yeah, why why don't we help each other? Like why is it that we don't help each other out? I, like why don't I we think, help? Like why don't we support each other? Yeah, I think. I don't know, man. We either maybe got too much pride or we want to be the ones. We want to be the black person to control the other black people. But don't don't like don't you see that if I help you then you know Yeah. It's like my homie man, uh Sean, man. That nigga uh I mean, he 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 pretty successful, but like I'm the only one that thinks like at my job, I'm the only one that thinks he is successful and I don't mind showing him appreciation for being successful. Everybody's like, I ain't, I ain't feeding into that nigga ego. I was yeah, like, why? I, how's it feeding into his ego? It's just like, man, you a black man, do your thing. I'm proud of you. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna follow you around. And, yeah, and walk but, down the street and hold your coat. Exactly. Like, nah. But if they think it's feeding into somebody's ego, if you if you congratulate them, nah. I, are I, you if you if you don't feel like hearing the stories like their success stories, they think it's feeding into the ego. I feel like black people don't vocalize enough appreciation for other black people. Yeah, we and don't. And I feel like that's why I, I try to, you know, even though we, we make a lot of fun on this show, when we do see black people doing great things, it's, it's important, whether it be a LeBron James or it be just your regular person at the Starbucks doing something great, doing something great. We got to highlight us. You know what I'm saying? We we got to put us on. You know what I'm saying? It's our responsibility to take care of us. We are what we need to be, I feel. And we can take care of us. We, like, we can really put us out there. We can put us on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have to, like, like when you watch Nicki and Cardi B go back and forth for what, man? Don't yeah. show, Don't get any white folks a, 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 Don't get them a show. Honestly, God, they can make hella money together if together, they want to. Together. <laughs> and, I, and we as common folk can make it together. I watch the music scene in this city you yeah. know what I'm imagine if Nicki and cardi started a label and they help young up-and-coming female artists that would be major because so many young up-and-coming female artists look to them because mm-hmm. they are the they are the the ones on top making the money how are you doing this you know what i'm saying i yeah, think Jay-Z, that's it. everybody wants to be the one the, the great i think jay-z with, with jay-z's doing with title and rock nation trying to get back in there and help people get to the money lebron james helping Sports and and people get on. I think that shit is awesome. Like do that shit, man. 
do that shit. Like we need we need this. This is what we need. Yeah. As a people. But um that that was that was that was definitely something he touched on. Something else he touched on is um Hold on. Something else he was touching on was um today's in today's age we have like a cancel cut culture. If anybody says anything offensive, it's we gotta get rid of that person. We gotta get rid of that person. I think I was talking. I don't know if I was talking to you about this. Uh, just period. When it comes to we, I feel like we're getting to a point where we can't be so quick to to holler a, a racist, homophobe. Because what's happening is I'm listening to these guys and they're getting numb to it. Mm-hmm. These are white males. They're starting to feel like, damn. And I, I I like hearing what I'm hearing. Like, damn, we can't do nothing. We can't say nothing. Because cause you can't. But, <laughs> you know, but it's like we can't say nothing. We can't do nothing. You know, and it's getting to the point where it's getting to the point where people who don't who are not even racist are getting targeted. Like he brought up the Seinfeld shit, and Seinfeld des- decided to have just a white comedians on. You know, mm-hmm. that was his personal decision. I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, but just showing a clip to somebody like, oh, that's racist. Why? We're a black. Yeah, comedian. what's racist about and, it? And that's what that was my problems with the Amy shit. Let's not force diversity on white folks. All right. Yeah, we got the we got Fox News working for us right now, and I know you like how. Well, they showing it. Showing shit and talking about it, whether it be a negative or a positive, is putting a light on the situation. You got CNN covering it. Anything happens with a black person and a white person, it's getting covered. Yeah. And it's getting covered 24-7 and it's getting pushed. So I don't need you to make an Emmy skit forcing diversity on us as Americans. We have to stop, like with that Thomas the Train shit that I talked to you about last yeah. week. Um, a place where diversity, these are trains. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and now I'm listening to the NRA people. Of course, the, the racist people will be like, here they go again. Like, they're getting numb to it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you don't want your message to not... You know, one thing you don't want is messages to start falling on deaf ears. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Which could happen because people talk about... We, you're right. We quick to call somebody a racist or a homophobic person. Uh, and that might not be the case. That yeah, it's it not just blatant may not racism. Be the case. It it's just, not. It's sometimes it's not blatant racism. It, it's, it's sometimes that is really not the case. Um, and that's why I brought up the Roseanne thing earlier. Was that blatant racism? I I think it was. You know what I'm saying? Did they need to fire her for ABC's sake? Maybe so. Maybe the boycott was on the rise because of that. But yo, honestly, fuck Roseanne. Yeah, just don't watch the show. Like, do you, like when I was a kid, I didn't watch Roseanne. That, like I told y'all earlier episode, that was time. Roseanne's on. It's time to go to bed. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't relate to Roseanne. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, Mama's House. I never watched Mama's House. I didn't watch any. That, that was shit. a story. Like, we had our own show. That shit was kind of racist too, though. But you know. But 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 we also have to realize like they're portraying their reality on TV just like we are mm-hmm. ours. You know what I'm saying? So I, you know what I'm saying? Don't get it twisted. I still love my people, but fuck Roseanne. Like, I don't give a fuck if she have a show every night or not. We don't live in an age where we got to sit through Roseanne to get to the next TV show. Yeah, exactly. We got Hulu. Got, yeah, Hulu, we got Fire Netflix, Stick. You got DVR. Like, 
I if you watched Roseanne, I'm sorry. If you was a fan and you was, I'm pretty sure she had black fans. Yeah, I'm yeah. My homegirl used to watch the original Roseanne. I don't know if she watched the new one. And if you thought Roseanne was funny, then this was right down her alley. Now is it right? Yeah. No, it ain't. Nobody right. go with South Park. I mean, people go at South Park. When you see South Park, South Park fucking. is still thriving. We still gonna do it. So we don't hey, give a fuck. You bring up a good question. Is it because South Park is male dominated and Roseanne is a woman? Because South Park has said some, not even edgy. Or maybe because we expect that. Yeah, maybe because we expect that from South Park. Maybe that's why it's okay. So we give and them it's a pass. And so Comedy Central and so it's a yeah, joke. Yeah, we give them a pass. Because Archie Bunker, uh, you know who Archie Bunker is, right? No. Oh, okay. Archie Bunker, uh, he had a uh, All in the Family. It was a, sh- a sitcom back in the uh, 80s. And uh, he was racist. Like, he hated his uh, his black neighbors. He would, like, blatantly say it on there. But this was the 80s, so niggas didn't care. But if they would, if Archie was to have a show now, they would they tear his ass up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh they yeah. Would tear his ass it's up. It's a lot of. It's a lot of. Con- Even Martin, because the Jeffersons is a spinoff of uh, <coughs> Archie Bunker. Even Martin would tell it. Like they would tell Martin a lot of the day for the. And even even the Wanda. Remember Wanda? Oh yeah. That wouldn't be allowed. Yeah. Like, Some we get Tyler Perry. Men on so. film. That oh, yeah, men on film would definitely men not make film it from living, And living color was very offensive. Yeah. But and that's what I'm saying. We've gotten to the point where like, and see, these are comedians talking. They tell jokes. And so they're asking the question as white men, why is it okay for white why why is it okay for black folks to kill us, but we don't ha- we can't have a comeback? Yeah. And I think that's a fair question. Now, I know personally, we feel like in this country we've been the butt of jokes for four hundred, five hundred, six hundred, how many years you want throwing it. We've been the butt of your jokes. We've been your mammy cartoons. So, nigga, you can sit there in the pocket and take it. But I feel like at the same at the same time we giving it, mm-hmm. we better be ready to take take it back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's it's one thing to throw these insults. But when you throw insults, I mean we all I mean we all come from a background of if I go out there and say, yo, man, your mama belt size is the equator, you coming back. Oh, yeah. So we can't come at these white folks and not expect them to, to be equipped. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? make a comment. Like, let's say Nikki posts a picture. If I say, why her fucking ass so fucking fat? Like, why well, that shit looks ridiculous. It might be okay. But if a white man Person were to come say, yeah. up there and say the same thing, it's like, what we'll, you trying we'll to say? jump all over his ass. And, they, and that's what I'm saying. When you And a lot of people don't get on Twitter but Twitter is the universe. That's how it's 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 literally a thought box. You put your thoughts in there, and somebody's consuming it, making algorithms and pitching out marketing ideas. And there's a lot of thoughts in there. Your superstars use it. Your celebrities, your celebrities, mm-hmm. sports stars, everybody uses that shit. It is news, and so you see it a lot in the comments. Like, oh, here we go again. Let me guess, that's racist. Like they're really becoming numb to it. So it gets to a point when you have these situations like Black Lives Matter and they're fighting for rights. It's like, oh boy, here we go, all mm-hmm. out. And, and and it's like, damn, you know what I'm saying? We we've 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 we put a uh, we've put a magnifying glass on rape and homophobia and racism so much that they're starting not to give a fuck. Yeah, and that's a scary thing. You know what I'm saying? That's a very scary thing. It's kind of like Boy Who Cried Wolf. Yeah. Exactly like well, that. I think really. we gotta start. I think, like he was saying, I think we, there needs to be checks and balances here. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I mean, what what was the con? I hate to say it, and I hate that we always have to be the people to say, all right, man, we, we, let's really look at this. You know, because when they do shit to us, they don't have to really sit back and look. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But it, 
like I said, it's it's so much. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, the conversation they were having was was so deep because they were just exploring all these thoughts about race and about how they view it. And I'm just I felt so many ways. I was like, damn, I, I get what you're saying, but then it's like, damn, nigga, nah, fuck that. You yeah, because it's like, coming from two white men. Man, yeah, it's like we've been held down for years, so fuck you and how yeah. you feel. But I need to also understand, like, if I'm gonna say that shit, like, fuck y'all niggas and how y'all feel, fuck Roseanne, mm-hmm. how she feel. I gotta be ready for Roseanne to be be ready. To say, yeah, well, fuck you too, you big gorilla. You know what I'm saying? I gotta be ready for that. Yep. I you, you I gotta be ready. To I like the interview. I like listening to it because. We don't. We never know how white people talk when we're not around. Round. and that, yeah, and yeah. I think I think it was very. And they interesting. Were, to me, they wasn't doing saying nothing, anything offensive they saying or anything, anything offensive like outrageously me. racist or anything. They were just actually speaking. They was actually speaking about racism and injustice in the country, but from their perspective and how they view it. And it's it was good to see. It was good to see. Well, I watched it on uh, YouTube, so I saw it. Okay, but uh, it was it was good to see. Um, and they, and they touched on a lot, even when it came to the Me Too movement. They started to speak on like how most people meet their hu- wife or husband in the workplace, and maybe one day there'll be a workplace where we don't touch each other, where men and women don't even work together. Yeah, I got me too this week at work, and I was like, "Damn!" I was like, "Should I say something?" You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I was like, "Fuck it, I don't give a shit." But she imagine being them. Dude. They like, "Damn, I want to holler at shorty, but then you know I am white. She might try to get me. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like." That's crazy You know what I'm saying Like that's That's crazy And and it's like I say It's a t- double edged sword I like it because It's like yeah, You get a little taste Of how we live our life You know what yeah. I'm saying Like oh shit The police is there Let me sit in my car Five extra minutes Before I walk in the store You know what I'm saying Regular shit That white people Don't even think about We have to think about And I, and that's the one thing I like about it Even though we shun So much light on it The Positive of it is that listening to this conversation and knowing that now they have to be just as aware of what they say. Yeah, because they will be held accountable for the things they say. And even though even though it's sacrificing their comedy, comedy, and they might not be able to tell certain jokes now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I I like that because. Now you think now you're more thoughtful in your language because your language holds power. I'm sorry, it does because being black, me me calling you crack is not gonna do anything. Nope, I'm not rocking no waves. I'm not making no news. You know what I'm saying? At most, I could lose my job. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but but that's it. It's it's not doing anything. But the words you speak because of this country and the way it's built, you as a white man, you have the power. Like you really do. Whether you are Jim Blow from Tupelo, Mississippi, or you're the CEO of a company. Y- y'all have the same amount of white power. And when your words speak and you say nigga, or you call somebody a boy, or you draw these mammy photos of our superstars, that shit weighs. Yep, that's career ending too. Career, and now it, it has it comes with real, real results. You know what I'm saying? So I I, I like hearing that. You know what I'm saying? Because now it's like that's pretty much our lives. Yeah. Our lives is we mapping out for point cops get behind us. Shit. All right. Nigga ain't no weed in here. I'm good. All right. I like exactly. nothing. I'm clear. My tag straight. There's no reason for me to get shot right now. Yeah. And I know there's not a white person in the world that went through that thought process when they got pulled over. Nope. There's no reason for Except me to get shot. Except for the ones out here, goddamn. Y'all don't even know if they do it. The ones out here selling drugs. I don't even think they nervous. Yeah. There's no reason for me to get. Arrested Don't need right to check their car I know when I was young It was like yo Ain't no reason for us To get arrested My car clean I'm good 
just comply and don't make no sudden movements. But that's a that's a huge checklist. Like I said, even pulling up to the gas station, seeing the police car park, and being like, "Shit, let me chill for a second. Are you going to that all white Harris Teeter? Walking out in the middle of the night, and you like, damn. I hope I don't scare this old white lady. Yeah, like yeah. these are this is our thought process exactly. in life. So I and that's why I can appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Like now y'all gotta be like, damn. Let me not say that. Let me do this. Let me use my brain a little bit more. So that was my thoughts on it. I had a whole bunch of more thoughts on it. They talked about health. Um, they talked about a lot. But I feel like our listeners should go check out that show. Um. Like I say, we want to get the link up for y'all. Have it in the form Monday. This drops at 10. Y'all go check that out. Write us. Let us know what you think, how you feel, how the interview made you feel. You know what I'm saying? It's a very good interview. It was dropped March 3rd. It's uh, March 6th, 2018. The Joe Rogan Experience episode 1088 or 1080? I think it was 1088. 1088. So check that out, man. And um, It's getting late, so we're going to go ahead and dive into these awards. I'm trying to get the fuck out of here. I'm going to Miami. I'm gonna miss you, bro. I'm gonna miss you too, my nigga. That my dog. That my dog. That my dog. That my dog. Me and my dog. That's gonna go hard. Yeah, like that too. Me and my dog. I heard that shit in the club for the first time. Like that's how I got hooked on that song. I was in the club and that shit came out. Yeah, little baby. Yeah, little baby. Hey, does that keep on calling? (laughs) He said gonna put that bitch in a full Nelson. Right, I done did that a few times. That's some very gangster shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, I was, I had my real nigga of the week was all over the place. Mine too, but let's do it all over the place. So I have chosen. I'm gonna shout out my man LeBron James. LeBron James. And here's why: nothing to do with what he did in the public eye. I follow this man on Instagram, and this is some real shit, and fellas. LeBron James has set the bar high. What that nigga do? This nigga had Daniel Caesar in the kitchen in his crib singing to his lady for their anniversary. Damn. Nigga got bread. Downtown and famine. Baby, it's been I could probably get deep blade and sing for my girl. That's what I, I was thinking about. That I was like, yo, so who? What, what, <laughs> I could probably get deep for? You know, how much, how much would these local niggas try? I was thinking about getting Harvey Cummings to play like uh, uh, the trombone or the, uh, the, uh, the saxophone for my lady. I wonder how much he charged for like an hour, maybe. Yeah. Maybe a five minute session, a pop up. How much you charge for a pop up, my nigga? Um, yeah, so that was my real nigga. Then on top of that, they have an after party with her friends and his friends and live performance from Travis Scott. Damn, Travi. Oh, no, that's Travis Porter. Travis Scott. Straight so, up. Travis. <laughs> that nigga right there winning. I think 20, 2018 is his year. If he, oh, yeah. If yeah. he pulls out a championship this year, I'll that nigga keep that ACL yeah. straight this year. But Chill out, bro. Don't put that in the air, nigga. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> niggas go to LA and niggas start hating. Oh. Let's pull that ACL this year, man. All right, man. What are you, you real nigga? Well, I had another real nigga, but. Just to be nice, I'm going to give it to the Cleveland Browns because we just watched them win their first game in forever. 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 Oh, man. We we got to see it live, man. They did their thug thing, man. Shout out to the Cleveland Browns, man, because this should be a life lesson to anybody. You might have some downs, and then you're like, all right, I'm at the bottom. But then you keep going down, and you hit another bottom. They never gave up. Their fans never gave up. 
And now look at them. They done won their first game in two years. Shout out to Cleveland. Leave land. Uh, Dunce Metal goes out to the Georgia woman selling the edibles at work. What was her name? The edibles at church. Oh, fuck, man. You got me. I know you wanted it. I, I, what? I mean, I could have changed it to Cat Williams. Huh? All right, here we go. Georgia we women arrested. They got a bro. He right. <laughs> we were fine. All right, so you got a uh, Ebony Cooper, who was 28 years old, and a 26-year-old Leah Presley attended an event hosted by Savannah, Georgia Church. I, I got the motherfucking Rice Krispie treats over here. Uh, 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 Sister Johnson. Sister Johnson, come get you some of these brownies. You know you need that for your cataract. <laughs> Getting it in. I heard she had a pistol on the air thing. Yeah, man. And Who the fuck shit was going to rob you at church? She was advertising that shit all week on Facebook and Instagram that she's going to be at the church <laughs> Dumb selling. Dummy. So undercover got her ass. Yeah, and when yeah. they searched the trunk, they found the pistol on it. Oh, man. Yo, wise <laughs> up, people. So, are we collabing on a dunk? Yeah, let's just do that. We collabing on a dunk. All right, the person of the week. I chose Jerron from Master Chef. He won. Mm-hmm. He, they say week to week he was in the bottom three, and here it is the season finale. He has rose to the top. So shout out that man, yo. That's yeah, major. I like that. Major. So uh, my person of the week is uh, Jennifer Lewis. She showed up at the Emmy straight up. Straight up. And um. She showed up to the Emmys. I was trying to pull the um the audio of what she oh, said. Oh, she said something? Yeah. yeah the she Nike dressed, sweatshirt? She, she had the Nike sweatshirt on, had the afro like Colin Kaepernick. Jay's on my feet. <laughs> Jay's on my feet. And she basically was just like saying she was behind Kaepernick. She was behind Nike. She was behind the millennials. And I think I got it, so I'm going to try to play it. Yes, ma'am. For supporting mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick and his protests against police brutality Buta. and racial injustice. Preach, I speak to the millennials tonight. Yes. To tell them they are not alone in standing Mm-mm. up. We're right behind them. Right behind. Their ancestors are behind them who took yes. two knees and two hands. Oh, yes. yes. They can cop. Well, I'm That's what's up. That shit make you feel good. That's Ooh. one of those speeches your aunts give you. Well, I'm going to sleep good for three hours. Go ahead I now. I feel you, man. But shout out Jennifer Lewis shout for out going Jennifer. out there not wearing a tuxedo, not wearing a gown. She put on a Nike outfit and yeah. had to throw out like cap. It's a new day and age, baby. You got to get dressed up for them crackers. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that was it. Uh, It's around about that time. Oh, yeah. Monday night, you just got off work, or maybe it's Friday night, you just got off work, and you're tuned into this podcast, you got a freak coming over, and you don't know what quite to pull up on the fire stick of the Netflix. You want to make sure it's good in the Rotten, rotten Tomato reviews, I'm not that damn great. You want a real nigga review. You want a review that just sets the surf. Well, join me inside Jukebox Jump. Movie. What up, y'all? So, this movie minute, I was, uh, you know, speaking to somebody this week, and we were talking about movies that got you in your feelings. Um, and there's one movie that I've actually cried about, 
And it's a movie called 500 Days of Summer. Stars Joseph Gordon Levis and uh, Zoe Deschanel. Pretty much, it goes over a 500 day relationship between a man and a woman. Um, they go through their ups and then they go through their downs. They go through breakups. Um, and the movie's really good. I don't want to ruin the end for you because I want you to cry too. Um, but it really does touch on all aspects of a relationship. And I think you will be able to, if you're a woman, you will be able to see yourself in it, in this, uh, in these characters. And if you're a man, you'll be able to see yourself in these characters. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give it, it's an independent movie. And I usually don't do this on indie films, but I'm going to give it four ways. I'm going to give it four ways. The last movie you gave three ways is pretty good. Superfly. So I'm going to yeah. If you say it's four ways, it's It's an independent ways. movie, so you it's not going to have the budget you're looking for. Tell the folks the name of the movie one more time. 500 Days of Summer. 500 days uh, of summer. Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Zoe Deschanel. Came out in 2009. So if you can't find it on, at your red box, or you can't find it on your... Uh, on your Xbox or your Fire Stick or whatever you use to stream shit, go ahead and uh, get that Cody and uh, get on Xbox <laughs> and so search that thing. Five get that Cody. Days of summer. Four, four waves for my nigga Jukebox. Four Jones. waves. And now let's get back to Jump Man Jones live and inside episode 20 of the Kick It yeah, Shit. Episode 20. We're going to be able to buy liquor next week. Yeah, we are. Yeah, episode 21, man. We're going to be of age. Listen, man, it's been a long Thursday. I don't have announcements for you guys. We kind of put this show together real quickly. Um, not real quickly, but, you know, we, we it's been a, sh- it's a short week. We just reported to you niggas Saturday and Friday. You know True what I'm that. saying? So it's been a short week for us. Like I said, if we missed it Friday and Saturday, you'll hear next Saturday. Um, other than that, man, I don't have any announcements. I do appreciate everybody for checking out episode 18 Everybody that checked that episode out, I appreciate everybody who's been dropping comments on the Insecured, uh, hitting up the DMs. I appreciate it. We're going to keep putting that out. We got two more episodes of Insecured, so stay tuned with us if you want to hear that roundtable discussion. Um, I like doing it every week, and I'm hoping you guys enjoy listening to it. Other than that, we're going to get out of here, and we're going to let you know where to find us. So, Jukebox, go ahead and hit them up with them shameless pugs. You already know what it is. Twitter, you can find me at J-U-K-3-B-O-X-J-O-H-N-N-Y. Instagram, same thing, J-U-K-3-B-O-X-J-O-H-N-N-Y. And it's your boy, Jumpman Jones. You can find me on Instagram at Soul Train Company, like the soul of a shoe train company. And on Twitter, I am Soul train code like the soul of a shoe um this podcast does have a website so please log on and visit www.kickingshitpod.com that's k-i-c-k-i-n we all know how to spell shit pod.com write us about our form let us know what you think or leave a comment or drop a line in our dms you know how to reach us and we even have an instagram and a twitter you can reach us there kicking shit pod I just spelled it for you on all platforms, Instagram and Twitter, Facebook page coming soon. Look out for that. YouTube channel is live and well. We got one so you can look up KSP. We are there on YouTube with our, uh, uh, I think our Ray J video and we hopefully be some content coming to that content coming to the website. Did you put the playlist on the website? Nah, I couldn't figure it out. So I just tweeted it. All right, all right. So the playlist might will be up on the play uh, site soon. Just stick with us on the website. We're gonna yeah. improve the website. Other we than ain't that, no goddamn engineers. <laughs> goddamn it. 
I can figure it out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, man, happy Monday, folks, man. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of y'all week. We will talk to y'all next week. Episode 20 is done. I am out of here, nigga. I'm tired. <laughs>